everyone, and welcome to the Guild Wars 2 podcast, The Lightbringers, with me, your host, Deborah. This is episode 10. Welcome very much to this place of awesomeness. I bet they thought I wouldn't do it, but I did, because it's my damn show. <laughs> okay, and over to Jebro, who is also me. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. <laughs> I, I, I didn't tell you. I actually said I wasn't going to do it. Uh, and then I did. Great job. Waked everyone up. <laughs> no, no. I'm going to have... That's going to be the legitimate beginning. I don't need to keep looking over there because you're on my screen now. Hi. Um, everyone, welcome to the channel. Welcome to the stream. Welcome to the podcast which is on uh anthem anthem <laughs> that's not right anchor.fm <laughs> don't good lord no it won't no that would have failed really quick <laughs> that was bad um which is on anchor.fm and uh basically oh they're muted oh no 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 oh my bad my bad my bad okay sorry they're okay now they're on We've just been pantomiming. It was actually an illusion. None of us were saying anything. We were just. <laughs> Thank you for saying that, chat. I can hear them, but it didn't come through on the actual thing. So maybe, maybe I should do that introduction again. <laughs> maybe you should. We had some pretty hilarious banter going on there. That they we were just cracking time. jokes up and right. Yeah, it was some of the funniest stuff <laughs> I've ever heard on the internet. You guys really missed it. Damn so it. sad that I have short-term memory loss. I forgot all of it. Well, next time. We'll do it. <laughs> Welcome to episode 10. It is the episode... Oh, episode 10. That's a mini anniversary. It's got a one and a zero. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you for joining oh, us again. All vodka. previous guests as well. That's some water there. Good. Love it. Yes. Moonshine. Moonshine. It does look like moonshine. <laughs> orange juice. There is nothing in that glass, by the way. Uh, there was a tiny bit of orange juice. You could kind of see it. <laughs> I believe you. Yeah, I believe God. Oh, I will believe you. It's okay. Streaming. Everyone believes you. Um, so today we're going to be talking about uh, Guild Wars 2 expansion, End of Dragons, and what we want it to have, what we would like it to have, what we think it might have, and having a look maybe at the past expansion very, very briefly in the features that it had as well. So this is like main features, I guess, as well. Uh, guess today I'm going to go over here on the right hand side if you're watching this. Uh, Bird of Chess, aka Rook, aka. Hello. <laughs> wow, I didn't even get through my full formal title. Mother uh, of the Birds. Yeah, tell me. Birdisi. The... <laughs> Birdie, <laughs> Birdisi. Oh, okay. You did great. You did great. Thank you. <laughs> How are you doing? Tell me what what what's going on with you. How is? Where do you do the things? And yeah. hi. <laughs> and so, hello, so. hi, hello. Uh yes, I'm Bird of Chess, aka Rook. You can find me over at twitch.tv Bird of Chess. Bird of Chess on YouTube now as well, which has been really exciting. Just been getting into that in the past few months, which has been fun. Uh and we do a lot of different content. You can you can find me on uh, Twitter, you can find me on Discord, you can find me everywhere, pretty much Bird of Chess, but I'm mostly focused on variety MMO broadcasting. Final Fantasy 14 and Guild Wars 2 are my big ones. 
as well as uh, awareness, diversity, and promoting, you know, welcoming safe spaces for both the LGBTQI plus community and also uh, mental health and, and discussing things like that as well. So I am someone who's always excited to meet other people, talk to other people, hear about your experiences, and bring everybody in to connect over the games that they love. There we go. Well said. Awesome. Please go and check out Better Chess. If you're watching or, or listening on Anchor as well, you can go into the description and find links and stuff as well where you can go and check people out. Um, then we also have, and Better Chess is pretty much here every time. Um, I would say is by now probably a co-host by now, to be in all honesty. She carries it. She carries it. <laughs> Literally My carries evil player carries it on true. her wings. Yeah. Oh, there you go. The link is there. The link is there. That was so, that was so romantic, Kruf. And now Kruf is after that amazing comment. Thank you very much for being here. How are you doing today? What's going on? Tell me, what, what do you do? Where do you do it? I'm doing wonderful. I mostly do YouTube, but I also mm-hmm. stream on Twitch. Sundays and Saturdays and Mondays, actually. I changed my schedule. Oh, but, okay. you know, I'm like the plantar ward of Guild Wars 2. I'm small, textured, and never go away. And unlike Rook... No space is safe when I enter it. So, thank you so much for having me on, Lynn. Oh, good lord! <laughs> <laughs> My favorite intro I've ever heard on any podcast. That was brilliant. There's a lot of hand movements as well, so you probably have to go and watch that at some point. Watch the vod, uh, YouTube.com/slash/jemmeruni. <laughs> All the uh, hand movement podcast ways of the future. Um, I, I'm not Italian, but I talk a lot with my hands. <laughs> Amazing. Boots, welcome. Last minute guest, literally, about 40 minutes ago. <laughs> Thank you very yeah. much for being here, my friend. How are you doing today? My Tell pleasure. us what you're doing, where you do it. Uh, I'm Boots. You could find me at World of Enders on YouTube or on uh, Twitter as well. Not on Twitch because uh, I don't know why. Mostly because I feel like I need someone to talk to to make things interesting. Um, and, and, uh, oh, speaking of, of which I do, uh, speaking of which, actually, uh, I also have recently been on the host of Ascalon podcast. It's a competitor oh, podcast yeah. to this one and they're really good. You should check them out. A competitor <laughs> podcast and you should go and watch it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Hey, hey, we very welcome. No, yeah. they've been going on for a long time. I actually listened yeah. to that episode I think last night, maybe actually. Oh, if you want it. Okay. I'll listen to it. I'll listen to it. It's good. all good. It's, it's all good. We're, we're all we're all friends here. We're hmm. all friends here. Yeah. Exactly. Mela, thank you very much for the raid. <laughs> awesome streamer. Thank you very much, my friend. We're actually talking right now about welcome, the Guild people. Wars 2 game and the next expansion that we hope will have the things we would like to see on it. First of all, what we're going to do is, and uh, thank you to our guests for joining us today. Thank you for everyone watching live and listening live as well. Um, what we're going to do quickly, uh, first of all, is we're actually going to go through, I'm going to go through first what the features were from Heartforms and Path of Fire. I'm thinking, oh, you know what? Damn, what can they do next? What Will they be doing this stuff? Will they bring it in? Is it, does it matter? Great wares to the fashion show, yep. <laughs> exactly. Could there be that could be a thing? We're literally talking about I'm not gonna say what I said before. 
because I'm trying to keep it clean. There's literally a button. <laughs> There's literally a button on the podcast where you release it where it says explicit or clean. I'm trying to keep it clean. <laughs> and I'm like, sure, Dan. Sure, Dan. Can you like yeah. flick it back and forth? Can you flick it to explicit? Just say <laughs> well, one thing. It's and then definitely flick it explicit. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is PG-13. No. Joe 13, um, get your parents' guidance. Yeah, group is here. PG. It's unexplicit now. We'll keep it. We'll keep it clean. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So, base Heart uh, Fawns features. So, Heart Fawns was the first expansion. Uh, release Guild Wars 2012. Uh, release of Heart Fawns was October 23rd, 2015. That was six years ago. Almost. Mm. Uh, it's five and a half years at the moment. Um, and basically, so they came out with... <sighs> A jungle region with four open world maps. There was a new living world story. Um, obviously, well, personal story, sorry. Uh, new races slash civilizations in across all maps. Uh, new armor sets, which is just kind of a given. Big thing, mastery system was introduced in Heartforms. That's when it first came in. Horizontal progression rather than... You know, more levels, more not like eighty to ninety, etc. Not your typical mm. MMO guild or so. Uh legendary weapon collections leading to new legendaries. Ooh. Which is lovely. Um a new profession, the revenant. Uh new elite specializations, which we've come to expect now. Uh new PvP reward tracks. Actually PvP leagues came in December of 2015 was touted as a feature of Heart of Thorns it was one of those things tacked on to say you know come play Guild Wars 2 kind of thing even though you could still play leagues without Heart of Thorns but still listed as a feature funnily enough as as was Stronghold the PvP Hmm. map Um, this is a lot of stuff this was actually released on the day of release Mm -hmm. of Heart of Thorns as well and the World v World Desert Borderlands which did disappear but are now back as one uh, on kind of the kind of one of the home maps I guess guild halls Uh, guild teams for SPVP where they had a leaderboard I don't know if people remember this um, oh, so yeah. doesn't exist what? anymore. They had guild teams. No. Yeah, I mean, you can enter as guild teams into for guild missions. Like you have to have a guild PvP team to do that. But they don't have this anymore. This is in the old. This is back then. This was again. This was five or six years ago. Um, and for a bit, they had it as pro league qualification, as far as I remember, or as WTS qualification. No, it was pro league 2016. Uh, 15, 16. No, 16. It was. So yeah, it was. Uh, I don't think they used it the whole time, but it was used to get into the qualification process for Pro League, um, which was cool. But it, you know, it didn't work for a time because people just made loads of different teams, and the same players were on the same different teams, like the top five. So it was a bit, bit yeah. awful. But it was it was good a good idea. <laughs> um, raids, okay. ten person content. Proof is sad. Hey. I missed that. Yep, indeed. Uh, fractals changes, additions of items and stuff like that. Um, other stuff was adventures, legendary equipment, back piece. Um, I think that was for PvP and maybe fractals. I can't remember. Uh, there were three new weapons. There was the commander commander, commander tag, uh, which you had in not only just you know raids, but in World Free World, PvE, wherever you want. Uh, and the action camera mode as well. They actually brought in the little what is it called? Action camera mode was a little bit later, right? Like they they what? released it 
Not at I this think scene. it was actually before. I thought I, I think it released before Heart it, of Thorns. That's listed as one of the features on the wiki. Huh. Yeah. Huh. I think Maybe it, was, it was a part of it and a part of live streams, but it just. I think they implemented it like a month beforehand or something. Been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. But again, not as a, a sort of like pre-release, you know, patch thing that they were doing as they were kind of leaving it. As a feature, yeah, it's like you don't need to have like Heart of Thorns. They mix a lot of stuff in into the feature list. Where yeah. You didn't have to have Heart of Thorns to do the thing. I don't know if the Catmander turn came at the same time because that's only when Squad, when Commander Tags Cat, came in Nolan. Catmander must have remember. been Path of Fire. No, no, never mind. <laughs> I forget now. Um, but yeah, I mean, and that was that I was know. quite a lot of stuff. And I, I just wanted to do this in comparison as well at the beginning. Um, so, base path of fire features. Uh, this was released two years later. Um, so, so just under two years later. Uh, this was twenty second of September two thousand seventeen. Um, they had some. They touted these as being the biggest maps. Uh, they've produced um this was four no it's five large maps sorry uh and then li- with living world story four obviously you got access to six more and that was the same with heart of thorns there were six more maps with living story personal storyline mounts obviously was a massive thing um and then you got more season four mounts with roller beals sky scale uh and then you got additional abilities added onto mounts as we went further into the seasons New elite specializations, one new guild hall, new adventures, which is just, you know, something they're doing. Um, new weapon and armor sets, bounties. That was it. Okay. <laughs> Small. Small. Mm. Were there no new... This is just actually a question I'm curious about. Yeah. There was a new raid released later, but yeah. was there not, like, a yeah. new raid at release with no. Path of Fire? No, no. Came later. Wow, that's surprising to me. Yeah, hmm. you only need heart forms to access. Yeah, no, no, it didn't come with. It didn't come with yeah. heart forms right on the dot. I think they wanted it to, but they were waiting oh, to it... get for people to get through a bit, and then they were gonna. They launched it what November? Maybe? It wasn't too long after. Long I after. think it was like a month or two later. We knew, I, I forgot the time difference in Path of Fire. But, it was but a in feature, comparison, yeah. Heart of Thorns, as the young people would say, was chonky. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. The fire the big was small. Yeah, big I mean, that's, that's, a good start. that's a good start for this. So, you know, um, Kreef, go on, continue, love. What do you think, like, in, in terms of, you know, listening to that list and me spieling off about, you know, Heart of Thorns features and then Path of Fire? Like, what's your initial thoughts with that? I mean, overall, it, it makes sense considering... From a business side, I guess from Heart of Thorns was like a $60 expansion, so they had to kind of advertise many, many features. Path right. of Fire was only $30. Was it, the base, the... was it base $60? I'm pretty sure it was base $60. I, I can't And then they dropped the price, the price in Path of Fire. I don't know if it was $60. I'd have to find out. I could sure? be wrong. So my theory was completely wrong. <laughs> I don't know if it's 60 in, you, in, in saying that though you could be right about the fact that you know there is a price difference I don't know if it's $60 though I need to go and check I actually had a really but, weird video but continue sorry regardless of the price if yeah. that is true that would make sense from a marketing standpoint you know yeah. you gotta kind of bulk it up but from uh, just from an expansion side it does feel like 
just from listing everything, it seems like they put more effort into Heart of Thorns than Path of Fire from a superficial perspective. People often think of like more and more features being like more time and energy, but I think while Path of Fire didn't have a whole lot, it was still a very you know good and quality expansion. Mm-hmm. While perhaps not being the most you know exciting because i feel like a lot of people look for that superficial like what new things there's not many new things in comparison to the old one but i I really enjoy path of fire even without a bunch of new things i think some of that too is just kind of the nature of a first expansion as well you know because especially in a game like this where they do kind of evolve and change the formula as we move forward like coming off of the base game you get a ton of feedback from the community from people what they want what they don't want how they feel like the game is so when you're pushing for that first expansion you tend to go above and beyond because that will kind of set the tone for the rest of the game and it's also a place for you to be able to implement a lot of the feedback that you sort of received right so the scale of it tends to be bigger and it also introduced a lot of stuff that they could then build off of so the mastery system in and of itself is a huge foundation right and then these different Mm -hmm. other kinds of content that came out they've obviously i think had more success or less like less success with various ones and balancing their releases and things but a lot of that got put into place with heart of thorns so that they could build off of it in the future and it's interesting because with path of fire there's definitely some areas where i mean I think I would have liked to have seen, yes, maybe a little bit more of a build off of that momentum, especially like we were talking about with the raid release and stuff like that would be nice to see them have really kind of paced that in a in a similar way. But the story itself, to me, feels like the place where they went much more robust than Heart of Thorns, because Heart of Thorns story is pretty concise. And a lot of what you do outside of that is just the maps themselves. Right. Hmm. Whereas Path of Fire, I feel like maybe didn't have as much stuff there in the metas i wasn't as in love with but like the story itself i think really pushed to a new tier for the game in a way that has really kind of built momentum since then which has been really exciting to see okay i agree <laughs> Is that your uh, yeah that's my addition. no i uh i would say that what uh what uh rook just said is very very much similar to what i want to say it's uh uh, Heart of Thorns, um, well, first of all, a lot of those features that you mentioned there were, a lot of them were kind of changes that they were, they were making to the base game before the expansion mm-hmm. even came out. Um, and in order to prepare ahead for an expansion um, uh, model for the game. Yeah. So so uh, masteries, as well as the way the Elite Specs worked, Um all of that was sort of things that were laying the foundation for releasing new expansions after even Heart of Thorns. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, it seemed like they threw a lot of things into Heart of Thorns, just tried to see what stuck. They they were very ambitious with Heart of Thorns. Um, not a lot of it stuck. Like like we said, uh, as you're discussing the things that were released, uh, like the uh, Stronghold didn't take off. Uh, PvP Leagues didn't take off. Um, quite a few other things I can't remember right now. But uh, but so that's why Desert I think... Pat Desert yeah. Borderland. Well, yeah. th- there is a thing with Desert <laughs> Borderland. But <laughs> now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so in Path of Fire, they took the things that worked and ran with it, it seems. That's why it seems like the feature list is smaller, but I feel like it's more refined in that way. I didn't say run. 
I'd say jog. <laughs> Fine, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I do think that they could, as Rook said, especially from a PVE player perspective, I would have liked a more consistent cadence and reinforcement for raids and even fractals. Yeah. Um, though we did get them and they were good, especially, I also think it's the current time period that we're in and the kind of like the drought for raids and fractals and not a lot going on in there that might be influencing my beliefs about the release but yeah. a little bit more consistency would be nice with expansions that's it that there's also the question of whether or not from heart of thorns they threw a bunch of things on the table and some of them didn't stay on the table because they didn't take off or is it that's they they let them fall off the table is another question due to budget constraints or time constraints and stuff like that which maybe people want back in the game yeah this is true it's like um yeah hmm yeah that's another question obviously there have been there have been issues in over the last there's been stuff going on over the last couple of years we've got covid for the last you know now we're in a year happy mm-hmm. anniversary everyone um <laughs> and uh obviously you know the layoffs the other stuff uh projects where they put people onto they didn't come through in the end <clears throat> and us even thinking you so know many projects the, the game so many projects um and then the game maybe even us worrying about where it would be uh in the end as well and you know i was watching i was watching a ton of videos last night because i've actually started to take nights off again no nights off of streaming for the first time since i probably got to america and uh i was watching some stuff like wooden potatoes research and just being like oh crap like you know even he thought the game was going to pretty much just die last year before this expansion announcement i there was him there was loads of people just like this is the end everyone this this made the most of it <laughs> that was the feeling i didn't say that um but that was the feeling i got and um and then like and literally it's a year since they put that image out onto onto their website of the the image of um you know when they're talking about their their mini roadmap they had like a super adventure box they had um, the start of or the sec- first or second episode of um, Ice Brood Saga, and there was something else. Oh, yeah. And then there was the picture at the end where we're like, "Oh, camphor!" And they were like, "We're working on a Guild Wars Two expansion. This is the distant future." This was a year ago. Mm-hmm. I I remember that day mm-hmm. very well. I was, oh yeah, that was a year ago, man. I'm like, really? Um, I was walking down my college hallway, going to my English class. Oh, oh, so wait. fun! Oh, oh wow. wow! I think I was live, or I was about to go live, and everybody, somebody yeah. said, like, "Oh, there's a new expansion that got announced," and I was like, "Ha ha ha!" And then they went, "There's a new expansion," and I went, "Where? What?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. We were so excited. And I mean, even just that teaser, you're right. I think it did set a tone that people were were looking forward to. And I mean, whether or not people really thought that like, yes, like this was going to be the decline for Guild Wars 2. Like there's a lot of discussion about that, right? And it does seem like there was a lot of stuff they were trying to deal with in the company. And and we don't know that being players and people on the outside, right? We just, we don't know exactly what went into all of this. But even around that time, a lot of the discussion about maybe switching to something like more of a living season format, as opposed to having formal expansions, all of that kind of stuff, I mean, is a pretty direct reflection of what's even just happening in MMOs right now. I mean, Elder Scrolls Online doesn't necessarily release X-Packs. They do this, like, multi-part season. We're starting to see mm. more companies play with, like, the format of release. So there seems to be this, yeah, kind of, like, big question mark 
And Kruf, I agree with you in that I think sometimes what has caused like the biggest, I think, apprehension in the community is just like not knowing what's coming when and what's happening. And like, you know, because everybody's yeah. always trying to like, well, when can we expect this next thing? Or, you know, is this even still on the table? And with MMOs, stuff gets scrapped, like formats get changed. Things do change over time as just the games themselves do. But it was really exciting to see this new X-Pack news and to go like, oh my gosh, now we actually have an idea of the next major sort of marker and landmark and like what's happening moving forward. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's the important thing. And it was, and that's why they, they, they needed to, right? And I think they had that feeling themselves that the last year hadn't been good. Well, now what, the question is, was it, a, was it a decision that was made uh, before starting Ice Boot Saga? <laughs> or was it made during Ice Boots? I don't think so. I think this it was, was made. A, I think this was very late. I think this was yeah. very late. This is it's funny. Last time we, I think one of the last times we were together, we discussed this I feel like we talked about this too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was the only one that was like, no, I think they knew going into Iceberg Saga. Mm. And that's why they did that special event because they knew they were going to be ramping up towards this and they were trying to get the community reinvigorated again. Even though everybody was like, what, it's just for Iceberg Saga? <laughs> like, I, th <laughs> I think it was, I think there might have been contingencies involved. I think, uh, I think there was probably a plan that an expansion is something that they could do and will do, given certain elements working very well or not working exactly as well as they'd hope it would. I, I almost wish we could get an answer on this right now <laughs> at this point yeah. in time because I've been I've been coming. Let like, me hit up Tom Abernathy. <laughs> yeah, like they would have like potentially because this is the thing. Like there were strong rumors coming from Marina about there not being another expansion. There were, were like yeah. there were strong rumors like many of us heard about, and it was yeah. like we're, we're moving to this thing. You know, even after I talked to people and I talked to because I have I have a way of getting information out of people. And uh, not that like, we're going to break in yet, But like, uh, <laughs> but the way that they were talking about it, it was just, it was more like, it was just the way they were talking about it. And I was like, oh, and, and Mike was there as well. And then Mike went over to Amazon uh, not too long after um, Ice Brood Saga and the announcement because that's when he was, you know, director uh, and then things changed again, and it was like, and then this was post, because this was 2018, Icebridge Saga. No. Wait, when was Icebridge Saga's announcement? 2019. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, oh, God, 18, Jesus. Um, <laughs> and, and the reason, the, another reason why I didn't think it was planned was because they always do an announcement, and they do it at a show. And they did it. They did the massive Heart of Thorns thing, which obviously I was part of, uh, which was sick. It was so fun. So good. Um, and then they did it in 2000. They did it for Bath of Fire at PAX West. Uh, I remember Colin being on the stage and everyone else. Um, and I was like, oh, I, I know there's COVID as well. So maybe they would have done something at PAX South. Maybe. Um... But then I'm not sure, and they would have done something in Pax West with with Ice Bruce Saga. So, I mean, in the end, it doesn't matter because there's an expansion. It's just it's just fun to talk about it, like you say. Um, but yeah. It's, so it's like, but you know, the reason why it's fun to talk about is because it'll give us an idea of how much time they spent uh, on it. Exactly, how much yeah. time they spent on, how much planning is into this already, and how much we can expect from the expansion, <laughs> and if it's going to come this year. Yeah. How long were they working on Heart of Thorns? How long were they working on Path of Fire? Do we know? 
Uh, half ones is a while. Uh, yeah. yeah, I imagine these take probably like two two plus years to make. Yeah. Yeah, that seems solid to me. Yeah. It really depends. I think Path of Fire would have been less time. Because I think Heart of Fonz was yeah. a lot I, of I stuff. I feel like <laughs> three years ago or two years ago, I could tell you exactly how long through like all fan theories or whatever they were probably took working on Path of Fire. Heart of Thorns, I'm not so sure because they might have had stuff in like reserved for it before even the game got launched originally. But uh, Path of Fire, probably not a lot of it anyway. Um, but now I just can't remember anything. <laughs> I just have no. I mean, if you think about all of the systems and all the new stuff and the horizontal progression and mastery system, which is a lot to put in, and then gliding and the verticality of the maps, like Heartthorn's design was completely different. And to, a new class. And a new class, yeah. And and just the new PvP map and all the different teams doing so much work, which is obviously what they do all the time. Like Heartthorn's was was a new everything. You know, there was new kinds of cutscenes and ways of telling story through the way things were animated and just loads of stuff. Like, even new systems, like, so many new systems were made. Um, and then you look at Path of Fire and you think, okay, well, this could have even been broken up into living story, in all honesty. Uh, just releasing each map and having a elite specializations pack on the store. They probably could have done it like that and it would have ended up exactly the same as where it is now. Um, I offered a pack like get access to the next blah 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 season of Living Story and here's your mount here's your elite specs and all this kind of stuff um, easily could have been a way they did it um, just releasing maps slowly over time and raids and everything else but you know they released this expansion where you can pay did I say 30 bucks and it was more proof you're right it was it was actually 50 bucks I, as far hey, as I could find it it wasn't exact but no it was no, more <laughs> yeah it was more it money one was fifty dollars, right? And I, then that's the, kind of what I found. I don't know if it went down, but it wouldn't have gone down by much. And if I remember correctly, big contention back in the day was that when you buy Heart of Thorns, you had the base game rolled in. Yeah. And all the veterans were going, "Hey, now we paid sixty dollars for the base game. What's going on here?" Eventually, everybody calmed down. Didn't we get <laughs> an outfit though? We, we got, got an outfit. We got a uh, free character slot, I think. Or what yeah, was it was it character yeah. slot? character slot and like a outfit one of those um uh, shared bank uh, shared slots for your uh inventory slots i think that's yeah. so because so many games do that like it's so funny that people Ooh. got upset about that to me at least because i mean like almost any game or mmo or anything does that at some point you know whether they make the base game like a free trial i mean even in 14 now the whole base game and the first expansion are just free you can just play them like and yet guild wars 2 is one of the only games where i have ever retroactively seen them put something in that's like a nod to players that purchased it full price i no other mmo i play has done that <laughs> like I think, I think they did that after the fact though after the outcry actually um yeah. but uh but then they did exactly what they think they were going to do for path of fire which was make the expansion less expensive or you could buy heart of thorns and path of fire together for a little 50. bit more that was 50 so you can yeah. save like five bucks on. Oh no, yeah. you saved more than that because Heart of Thorns was still day. Or was it twenty? I can't remember. Yeah. yeah so it's right. uh, so you know it cut off those complainers off at the 
pass yeah. saying, hey, look, Hearththorns is still worth something. And now That's probably, what do you think? Okay, so for the price for the new expansion, what's going to be rolled in and what are the prices going to be? Well, that's it. Yeah, that's what was kind of where it was where it's gonna go. That's exactly it. Like it's a good transition. Uh, good transition. I think everything we're talking about is kind of to keep in mind because if this expansion was started later, I would feel safe to assume that there's not going to be many new features, which is sad to say. But when you look at it from the fire, we kind of said, well, when you look at when we say heart of thorns. We t- we like to guesstimate that it was probably two years, maybe a little bit more. Path of Fire, we probably are in agreement that it was shorter than Heart of Thorns development because it was smaller in scope, more focused on certain things that worked. Yeah. And then I think with End of Dragons, because Icebrood Saga kind of got chopped like halfway through production probably, and they we nothing's confirmed, but in my mind, it seems like they quickly directed to the expansion. And then considering mm. it's only probably going to be like one year where things are really solid, one or two years where it's really solid. Two probably. I can't see getting more features than Heart of Thorns. I probably see it being more in line with something like Path of Fire. I would like to be proven wrong. Now keep and in mind, many new features. keep in mind that a lot of the development time, it feels like anyway, for Heart of Thorns had to be put towards changing all of their systems for the masteries and the new specs and all that to all work in Heart of Thorns. And yeah, moving and forward, they don't what... have to do any of that changes anymore. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. But I, I can't see them changing the existing things. They're only going to be adding mm-hmm. to it. And I feel like two expansions in, the, in a row where nothing new is added and just added on to it, it might feel a little bit weird. The one thing in particular would be a new race. That would be a new feature that we haven't seen before, which I would really like. But considering the time frame, I don't know how logical that could be. Mm. I don't know how long they've been working on this, though. I would still be... love it, and I think that they need it. It'd have but, to be yeah. very humanoid, probably, if it was going to be any anything, unfortunately. I mean, maybe. We know there's, there's oh my gosh, there's so many things. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, there's it's, so much to talk about. There's so much stuff to talk about, right? Like, this is why we got a podcast, everyone. This is good. Go, <laughs> go ham on the talking things. So, the idea of like a lot of stuff being sort of introduced, even in small stages with Heart of Thorns, as far as like new features and things go, right? Like how we were discussing that even in patches leading up to it, we were seeing various things be tried and and sort of added in, right? I think we've seen that with the Icebird Saga now. Does that mean for sure that we're going to get, you know, some whole new, again, like, as we get into the next expansion, we'll get these, um, I always think of them as trials from Final Fantasy XIV, but the strike missions, like, where it is a single boss of note that is in, like, various areas that has some sort of challenge or extra mode that's a bit more, like, economical for them to do versus, you know, a huge raid wing and, like, all these landscapes and environments and all sorts of stuff that they have to do with ads and all, you know... I think it's really likely because it's smart for them from a decision standpoint and also as a type of content that they could easily grow and continue to like expand upon. Right. So I see that kind of stuff. I see, I don't know if the dragon response missions are going to have much duration outside of this. They're the ones that I'm most on the fence about, but I mean, having some kind of instance, repeatable story, relevant kind of thing, I don't think is, I mean, we've seen that a lot in guild wars too, but 
adding in these other components, I think, is something they're trying to expand upon. So I almost see them doing with the Iceberg Saga what they did leading into Heart of Thorns, this gradual sort of implementation and sort of experimentation with these new possible types of things that we might then see come to more fruition and be something that would be kind of, you know, more future forward for them with a lot of stuff. With all of that said, I really hope we do see new raid wings. I really hope we do Mm -hmm. see like good considerable additions to the systems that are already in the game, like fractals, like, you know, because I think that that's again, something that you have a system for and you have a community for and just just do it. Just like put the new stuff just in. People expect it. it. Just do it. Uh, we like the to come on screen now. Just it would be good. It would be great. Um, and to completely like to to kind of touch back on Path of Fire because Kruf, you said so much, and I was like every single one. I was like, oh, I've got all these bullet points I want to talk about now. <laughs> you inspired me. Like Path of Fire introduced one major thing that I think is significant, which is mounts, and not just mounts, but like the way that they exist the way that they have their own kind of leveling system the way that they can interact with environments and open up possibilities for environments the the complex large-scale system around them that i think is new and it is fairly unique within mmos i think arcage comes the closest like but not many other games have something that affects the actual possibility of gameplay in regards to mounts as much as what they did with path of fire So coming into this next one, I do hope we see some major feature like that. I've heard people talk about boats, boat battles, instance player housing. There's all sorts of stuff that could be a possibility. I do agree, though, that I think new race would be something that coming right out of the gates would be a really strong new feature. And with them having even in the past done some planning for Tengu or something like that, I don't think it's completely out of the possibility, but also it's never actually been something we've seen in the game introduced. So I, but I mean, I think they've got a lot to work with, which is the sort of main summary. I mean, boats, I'd be good. I mean, Arcage, uh, that was one thing in Arcage that was actually, because I I was in on that release because Tryon published it when it came over and i remember playing that and i actually i think one of my highest view videos is how to do a how to build a house in arcade just like a thirty-five thousand views or something stupid and then I, <laughs> I was like how to build a house and i'm really excited about building this bloody house because it's in the world that you are with other people and it's like and people rush for this stuff it was like real estate you rush off you grab this land and, you know, most of the time, most players are completely screwed because they're not going to get anything because there's so many people. And it wasn't instance at all. And, like, it was actually really awesome. And you could build a boat, you know. You could build a boat and you could sail to these different maps and you could, you know, encounter other players and you could kill each other out, out in the seas and you were different kinds of ships and it would take legitimately a lot of resources to build these things. And you could build them as a guild. You could build them yourself and it was really awesome like it was such a good sandbox game but unfortunately you know they they messed up with pay to win stuff which was unfortunate but i mean they thought i think they maybe wanted to make some money maybe i don't know but they it was (laughs) it was not the right way to do it and they messed it up but um but the features were good like you say you know i think (sighs) now this is the thing we're gonna we're gonna sort of we're transitioning into this eventually after about 40 minutes of the podcast having started um part of that is my fault um but what we want from the uh the next expansion and i think you know talking about the past expansions what is maybe possible that arena net can do 
as well as maybe our desires for stuff that even if you know it's not possible and we know it's not possible maybe what we would like to see uh in the world of Tyria and the world of just guild wars 2 as a game and something we enjoy and i think you know that's important to think because you know you've got to have aspirations and dreams right um <laughs> and what are those? No, I'm know. not familiar. And, and maybe <laughs> systems that we've enjoyed in the past that they could bring back or could, you know, that have maybe potentially had some work done to them. Um, and Rook just said, you know, something very, very interesting and something that is very popular in games like Elder Scrolls Online and Final Fantasy XIV. And the tons of MMOs just talked about, about arcade housing, player housing. A very, very... You know, what we may think is a simple system um, uh, is obviously not. Um, and it's something that is in Guild Wars 2, but it's a guild. It's more like the decoration system is in the guild hall, not really in the player instance housing, which is where you just kind of have these things which you can just gather from. There's just gathering nodes really in there and place, and that's what the kind of even just picking up you know the birthday present from under the tree it's gathering that's what it is it's just a gathering place where you can just gather loads of extra bits and bobs and that's cool but you um, don't really gather as a group of people there no 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 i mean can you even go in someone else's <laughs> player instance i don't even know i don't think i've ever actually tried oh that's what tens oh, of people oh, do no, you can. Yeah, yeah yeah of course yeah. you can that's so when you, you bum off your friends because you didn't unlock any of them not that's that right. them, yeah, obviously that's it. and then you go in that's there it. and you get them all i completely forgot so you can go in there, but you, there's just nothing to do other than yeah. get people shit. Um, and like, uh, and hopefully, I mean, does anyone want this? Ch- I mean, chat can say, does anyone want it? I mean, Rook wants it. Rook, Rook, Rook I'm wants very bad want it. Fair Fair housing. Yeah, yeah, think about it. Everybody has their own apartment in Canning City. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love that idea. I've heard. I've I heard think I'm the dissenter. You don't want Canning City? You want to get somewhere out in the country? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I just want a different. Yeah, I don't want the expansion. You know what? Let's just scrap Cantha. I don't want it. But <laughs> yeah. um, we're just playing the game and like get rid of Cantha. Oh. No, I mean, New episode I've never name. been. Scrap Cantha. I don't want it. <laughs> I've never been one to love player housing, but I think it's a purely personal thing. Yeah. Like I'm not really into the Sims. Not really like into super Minecrafty stuff. I like being out in the wilderness in video games and all that stuff. So I, it wouldn't be the top of my list, but I understand that it does attract a lot of people. And I think overall for a marketing, for a game, I want the game to succeed. And it seems like a lot of people want it. So by all means, go for it. But if I was in charge, it would probably be a couple bullet points down on the list for priorities. Yeah. I think the top of my list is probably a race. Just mm. to invigorate mm-hmm. existing players and new players all at once. Yeah, yeah I but mean, if, we're, I... if we're just getting a, a list of all the things we would ever want in the inspection, yeah, I'm, I'm down for that too. Yeah. So what? what <laughs> oh yeah. So what were you, what were you going to say before we go? Into, um, Rick, sorry about the that housing. Before oh, we go yeah. into maybe no, a no, race I just think that housing is. I mean, it just seems to me it seems like they already have so much they can just use for it. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, we have furnishing items, we have scribing, we have guild hall decorating like literally at this point they have all the structures that can make this feasible for players i think most of it with my limited knowledge about things pertaining to programming <laughs> video games probably comes down to like probably certain... a couple lines of code right <laughs> like a few you just put you type like three words you're done i mean if i draw it? this thing on a piece of paper <laughs> put it against the screen it's in there 
right? I mean, yeah, this is what happens. <laughs> the computer and then I have a player house. Um, no, I mean, I think server load is a big thing with that, with the housing items, slots, amount of people, all that kind of stuff, right? So that's a big issue, as well as, you know, realizing the actual places themselves and how you do that and creating the the maps the landscapes what kind of building tools you have whatever it is that they would want to do right but as it stands i think you know if they just made a house or an apartment in kainang like you said but just made it so that you could have it by yourself and decorate it that would be something that even in and of itself would be great because yeah there's people who aren't going to care about housing and proof that's totally fair but it also like you said (laughs) has so many different (laughs) levels to it like people can use it as a social space. They can use it as a role-playing space, which then keeps them in the game longer as they create their own content and get immersed in the world. Um, I mean, we've even seen in other MMOs, like setting houses that have tags specifically for RP. You can use it for stream events. You do a birthday background, you put a cake or something. You've got people there. You can use it um, as I've even seen, there's an entire Final Fantasy 14 content creator that does HG HG 14, which is like housing decorating trips, uh, ticks, (laughs) Oh my gosh i can't even speak anymore trip tricks. they do tricks in the houses <laughs> like that's a whole different other podcast um but, like tricks, tips, decorating ideas all that kind of stuff right so the potential for that alone no, to create right. visibility for the game and you know far-ranging stuff even though i can't speak english good there's many good stuff it do for game that would be very nice like quick couch and house Thank i you. couldn't have said it better myself <laughs> i don't know what we're talking about anymore. i think i might need to go I make everything the disappear <laughs> Oh man, do you think they'd let you move in together in an apartment in Canning? Like have two people. Are you get married and they could utilize the Lion's Arch and when you get married to it and you could co- contract and then you okay. Oh my god. Okay, okay, okay. Kroof, you nailed it. I didn't even think about this, but yes, I want in-game marriage. Because there's that one place, like you said, that's there for weddings. Yeah. But you can't actually get married. Like other games, you get married to somebody. Maybe you get a teleportation ring or you get like, you get I bonus. don't know. A, you get bonus. bonus to experience. You get, if if or you're you get, wearing a ring in ESO, you get married at the beginning of the game. Or you get married whenever. You get an experience boost from the ring. And you could get like items on sale because like tax deductions and stuff. Yeah. Real and also, <laughs> also Rift had it as well when you get married. There was an instance in Rift where you would get... I'm going to get this. I'm going to find it. I got married I love to Rift. like my Rest friend. Uh, me and my friend got married. I think her husband actually got jealous. Uh, <laughs> 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 I was, this is when I was younger. Um, and like we got married and there was a whole like thing like there's actual ceremony it's outside in the sanctum which is where where the uh, the good I, the good guy the faction was good guys whatever um, and there was there was this thing outside there was all the pews lined up there was very much like you know Christian kind of style wedding um, and there was speeches and everything and like you know we made speeches we did a whole thing man it was like it was pretty fun oh, wow. Um, I could understand why your real girlfriend got annoyed with that. No, her husband. (laughs) Not not my girlfriend. (laughs) I don't think I had a girlfriend then. Actually, I probably did, but I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> no, oh. I <laughs> <laughs> Honey, I'm getting Can married. You tell you, 
transition. We need to transition this podcast into Jebro's uh, history of dating life. <laughs> Please, that's not. <laughs> that's way too long winded. I think this marriage idea is great moving it together in the player housing. Uh, there is literally wedding that, attire in the game. I think what we there would is. do is they would wedding need to outfits. make the characters learn how to uh, go through the process of getting married, go to the NPC, like the registrar or whatever, and the get an efficient by going through a storyline of Marjorie and, uh, yeah, yeah, Marjorie and Casimir going through all that stuff first, trying to get married. <gasps> and it could now be a mastery line? Mm-hmm. Mastery of love? And then, Mastery of love. We could watch them get married. It'd be the best thing ever. I love them so much. I just love Casimir. I want them to be happy forever. So anything that furthers that goal, I feel very good about being a new feature in this game. There we go. Yeah. I'm down. I think we're making great leaps and bounds in the development team for Guild Wars 2 and ArenaNet right now. So we're doing doing great work, guys. I think we can just stop now. I think this is the only feature we need in the next expansion. I am literally, because I have to show this. I have to show this. But this is is the wedding. This is the wedding in Rift that I'm going to show. I'm going to show it. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to show it on stream. Are we going to dox anyone? Did here? you record it? No, no, someone's recorded it. We're taking it. a quick... This is a very quick, a quick trailer. Journey. Was, this, was this it? Well, that's someone just, like, you know, you know, just proposing, getting down oh. on one knee. That's kind of what a lot of people do, Grief. Um, but, oh. you know... <laughs> <laughs> Welcome so... to Western marriage traditions. <laughs> Don't worry, we'll educate you. We'll teach you. <laughs> the first bit of the trip, but that's it. There you go. That is outside. I mean, that, actually, is that hammer now? Actually, it might be hammer now, which is a raid. That's interesting. Oh no, yeah, there's sanctum. There you go. There was these I'm proper, getting... like you know, ceremonies, and people like actually attended them and stuff. There's different areas. That's it. That's a raid. That's a raid. This is amazing. I love this. Yeah, like in 14, there's cutscenes. Like you can pick and choose and customize various parts of the ceremony. So like the flower colors and you can pick like which officiant you want. And then your friends can get invitations and come join. And it's just a nice extra social feature in the game. Plus, I think it helps encourage people to make friends and like pair off and do stuff. Like the amount of people that I know that have just met through like random (laughs) essentially form listings that are like, look for wife. Please, yeah. <laughs> please, someone be oh, my wife. I beg is, of you in this video game. This is something like this is something that was really good that Tron did, and I have to actually give them a little bit of credit. It was like same the same sex marriage as well. Like they had these models in the game, and they promoted it through like you know this was something that was quite early as well. So I'm just going to give Tron a little bit of credit for that as well. To be fair, that's even, true. Even though they did I kind think... of like go pay to win and shit but other than that they actually were good advocates for like you know for a lot of communities which was cool yeah um, and guild wars 2 as a game is so good with that as well i mean we have such diversity represented in the game that yeah putting something like this in i think would fit with the community and the overall envisioning for the game and the world so. I know some people are probably going to be listening to this or watching this and Jer- then be like, Jebros, what used to be so about like competitive PvP in this game. Mm. And now he's suddenly talking about wanting to get married in the game. I'm like, dude, I play everything in Guild Wars 2, man. <laughs> Jeff, okay, like, okay. <laughs> what if there was a new type of PvP tournament where oh. you and others faced off and then the last two standing became the champions and were married to one another and got a special bonus? I mean, there you go. And legendaries probably and legendary some kind of i would want to marry someone really rich though 
That's you an MM or something. A big old digger. Like, that's low frag rich. <laughs> big like, gold digger. You know so what I'm much saying? money. Farron rich. <laughs> that's the gold like, digger sometimes, title. Sometimes you want to be mm. a fantasy gold digger. And I mean, that's a dream that anybody should be able to live. You know, like for Jeff, I maybe already sit in Lion's Arch asking in map chat for 20 gold. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't do that. Yeah, right. Like her- <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't believe, believe you now. Segway, guys. Are you ready for the segue? Yes. Oh, I'm and so it, ready. More effective as a segue by me announcing that it's going to be a segue. Uh, so ready? Do I have to hold on to something? Should yeah, I drop it? Uh, no, that's just gonna, you know, audio problem. No, forget it. Uh, uh, the few people this. get married, they bring their guild mates from either their own guilds, two guilds together as a as the wedding party, right? And that forms the very first alliance. And we should have alliance in world versus world. Alliances. Oh versus shit! World. I was gonna. I was gonna leave. I was gonna leave. <laughs> yeah, that like, Boots wants to talk about alliances. Oh no! We go from such happy memories to something which is just deep sadness. <laughs> I, I think we all need to take it's a moment. Coming. Wow, you are. We need really to take a moment to reflect. Anyway. How boots? You have like five thousand five head IQ energy. That was so good. <laughs> well tied together. It was very good. I mean, it's a compelling narrative, and it introduces a feature everybody's been waiting for for ages, for a million years. And it so... would be very good if it was the only way to formalizes. <laughs> if you had to have one member in All different right. guilds. Oh, no. right. <laughs> let's 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 first let's start let's start with this conversation properly. Right, but houses but something yes. we would. Think player housing would would be something that could be fun, a new feature that we would want maybe for Guild Wars Two, but yes. uh, something that has been promised in the past, and I'm trying to find out where the post was. Uh, is that a picture? They <laughs> nah, they definitely did. No, they, were, they shouldn't so hopefully loud. have done that. Could you imagine? I mean, it was 2000. It was 2018. If anyone the can find is- the post for. <laughs> They cool. couldn't realize it before now. Technology was not far enough. Now <laughs> you're gonna make an alliance by smooching each other across mm-hmm. guilds. Oh, we're talking mm-hmm. right. Okay. Yeah. You know, they wanted to make sure it felt believable, real, romantic. You had a variety of options to bring your people together and unite in some kind of Disney-esque narrative about reconciliation. They couldn't do that in the past, Jeb, so they had to delay it. And okay. now they're ready. I guess. And exactly. they can't. If, mm-hmm. if anyone does know the actual alliance announcement date, oh. I found articles yeah. February the 2nd, 2000. Oh, you found the article. Awesome. They, that's even better. We can stick that up on the stream. Um, but so if you don't know what we're talking about, and this is for the first time, you're like, oh, good Lord, what's an alliance? What the hell are you talking about? Are you talking about PvE? No, we're talking about world versus world. <gasps> Where basically, that's, that's one of the posts. Uh... Oh, yeah, no, that is the post. I'm pretty sure. I thought it was a blog post, though. I know, like, uh, like on the page. Maybe it wasn't. Um, but what happened was, a while ago, this is a post January 31st, even earlier, uh, edited February 1st. No, it was only a couple of days later. Next day, sorry. Wow. Words, math, everything. Um, where they wanted to have, uh, where they wanted to have um, allying in world versus world, and you would have guilds that would be able to ally with each other, or well, essentially guilds um, across servers and everything else. Where you know you would you would ally with these people, and you would be fighting together season to season. As far as I remember, I'd have to read read back for it. This was something a feature 
just an extra thing that was going to be in Guild Wars 2. It wasn't going to be part of anything specific. It was just going to be something which they filtered into Guild Wars 2 um, as we kind of moved on. That was three years ago. Um, and ever since, we have not heard a peep. Not a word about it ever since. There might have been some mini posts in the Bodvy World Forum talking about it again, feedback, but there hasn't been anything about that. I don't think this is coming with the expansion. I just don't. What? I do not I think, think it this is coming. Too. I think it is. I think. I, mean, no. I agree. I yeah, it's the it, only way to bring over the. Wait, back. when you say you agree, what do you agree with? <laughs> you can't just I say, agree with. Wait, no, not you. <laughs> you said the thing. What did Chris agree with? I mean, I'm a diplomat, so I agree with both of you. No, but <laughs> you're not allowed I, to agree with both of us. I think I'm that. more so. I'm more so in the boots camp, considering if also time frames. This was in 2018. It's now 2021. Mm -hmm. And I agree. It it has to come with this expansion. If it does not... When I say it has to come, it doesn't mean that it has to arrive on release day. They could advertise it and be like, coming in a month or two. As long as as they announce it and have it as a showcase within the trailer, it reinforces that world versus world crowd. And I think they have to. Yeah. It's it's been so long that like if they it's don't the do way anything, to get my wife back into the game, <laughs> it's done. I mean, yeah, it just makes sense. And like, if there is a time for them to have the labor energy and like stuff and pull it together, an expansion release is probably that. In my thought, and if we don't see it with this expansion release, then yes, I think there's a very big likelihood that it being in the future does seem questionable. But overall. I have a siren going by. One sec. Oh, we can't hear it. We will. We will. <laughs> You'll hear it in a second. There it All is. All right, that. <laughs> there, yep. Chicago. I share your pain. <laughs> Griff understands. Griff understands. Um, yeah, like I think that now is the logical time for it. It makes sense as well because there has been a lot of discussion about world versus world and Kruf, like you were saying, players wanting to have information about what the future of that game mode is. So to me, I think that they have to have something for them in this new expansion, yeah. and that would make sense to me. I think it's mm-hmm. going to be Guild Food versus Guild, actually. But to be fair, I do understand why it's taking so long to implement because when it was first really, announced and brought... really why God, I want to know. Well, really uh, though, I mean, it's been when, three years. When it was mate. first announced and described, <laughs> it's been three years. Years. It's the a lot of people found out like a lot of idiosyncrasies with the way it seemed like it was being planned that yeah. are going to be very hard to make sure it works balance wise and uh oh yeah and so easy balance wise but also just to like the the point of alliances is to try to make uh, the feeling people got back when it was world versus world actual world versus world which was server versus server without any of this linking or anything when that actually kind of meant something Mm -hmm. um was the community feeling of like being a server working together toward a goal which was great yeah. in the year one and a half they existed for. It was the best world v world that there was in the game. It was that yeah. was when it was its pinnacle best, and then it, and then I left after that. I was just like it was server pride. That was that was the thing. That, yeah, that and and the world vs world seasons were incredible. Like I had so <laughs> much fun in the world vs world seasons. It was it was really fantastic. Um, and I, we need those to come back for world vs world to take off again. 
but the issue is, how do you get the server pride back? And their answer is to form alliances with your guilds, make it guild wars again by having yeah. guilds form alliances. And now the problem with that is you have to balance the fact that a lot of people don't necessarily have guilds that could compete this kind of way and will either have to find a guild that would, that would accept them to play with them or form an alliance with them somehow. I know they had ways that they were saying that they just shove yeah. other people together, but then a balance issue again. Like They have enough trouble balancing server linking that I don't know if it's going to be very simple. I think they, I think <laughs> they have alliances and then they have, like, they have this image where it's like the alliance there's different alliances and then like in creating there's a world diagrams. and then there's yeah then there's like i separate individual <laughs> guilds that don't want to be a part of that and then you have like three other guild alliances and everything else and individual players that make all this stuff up yeah, so, yeah. It's maybe like, they could do something where like there's some kind of like you have the alliances themselves because initially i was thinking you know oh well it would be you could limit it to two alliances and like you can only have these groups that can are able to merge and there's like a certain limit but then you're right, if you have different sizes of guilds, that can cause problems. So, I mean, maybe if they based it more off of, like, the overall players within either, and you could, you know, form various alliances until you reach certain caps or thresholds. I, I don't know. It's definitely a big question, but at the same time, I think that as we see more and more games, and Guild Wars 2 has done this, right, where you're moving away from this idea of individual servers somehow being this like isolated world that you're almost on and that you're like pitted against everybody yeah. right it, it's one of those things where we have mega servers so it doesn't really matter like you can go yeah. where you want and world versus world is one of the few places where there is a hang-up with that so doing something that does focus more on guilds makes sense to me because this is going to be my transition into something that i want as well I think we need more guild-based content in the game. And, like, it makes sense that we might get a new guild hall, right? But will we get new guild missions? Will there be something new for guilds to do? It's a big question mark. So having the alliances be based somehow around guilds already, I think, moves some of the focus to the guild system. It's and a fantastic then... idea, and I hope it works, and I hope it comes, and then works. Uh, but... I think the the biggest issue with it in my mind is that for it to work, so many people have to buy into the system. And I, I don't know. Your admissions or alliances. Uh, alliances. <laughs> Everything. Alliances. Yeah. And at least with like you're being shoved into a server world, uh, automatically when you go into World vs. World, you're just there with people you might not know or you do know. That you don't have to buy into, you just do it. Mm -hmm. But with alliances, you have to buy into it as a player, otherwise it's not going to work. Okay. True, true. Well, that's the thing. So, like, alliances, I think there's mixed... Well, maybe it's just me. <laughs> it's just me. <laughs> I, I think I think, I think, think it will come at some point. I don't think it will come during the expansion, but majority, I think, you know, Boots and Crew... Think I, think you think, you hoping, I think it will come afterwards. Um, okay. Like... A season afterwards, or like a, in the expansion, what's your time <laughs> the expansion after this expansion. <laughs> when, the first, when the first pair get married and discover that that forms an alliance, that's yep. when it comes. Yeah, I just I don't think it's on there. I don't think it's on the radar. In all honesty, I really don't. I don't think so. Well, Otherwise, I would have talked they still about have a world versus world team, right? No, they have a, they have a systems team. Oh yeah, the systems team. The systems team is a thing. So Was that the systems team is the... PvP, World v World, Balance, uh, okay. and something else. 
At least I can't remember. <laughs> but yeah, the systems team. Yeah, I'll they, they just put everyone into this team called the systems team, and now they all work on different things. So like, you know, it was like they said communism. <laughs> <laughs> they all came together because Our of team. four communists. I mean, I don't know. Um, <laughs> seems unlikely, but let's go with it, Chris. Uh, <laughs> changing the episode name now uh, again actually for the fifth time um, so <laughs> I'm going to move it along now uh, and yeah things happen so guild missions <laughs> and chat if you if there's anything you think that might be cool to bring into Guild Wars 2 from other games or you think that Guild Wars 2 might do based on what you know we've been talking about or what you're playing in the game talk about it in chat bring it up we'll talk about it as well um, but like guild missions. So when was the last time? I don't even remember when guild missions was put into the game. It was a long time ago. But they just put a batch in, and then I think they kind of forgot about them, and that was it. That was done, dusted. We actually started doing them again fairly recently, but then we've kind of filtered. They've kind of gone away a bit again because they're not massively um, engaging. I would say. <laughs> I would say, like, oh, just like, oh, I was trying to be nice. Um, but they, they're okay. They're good, they're good. But the problem is, is there's not many of them. So, you know, when, when you you're know using the old weird. content, like, to make stuff, like, you know, we're going to race around as flipping chickens and stuff. Like, that's cool. Like, I did, We did the one on um, Southland Cove. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Um, and were you there, Crew? I think you were, weren't you? Right, was it? Yeah, I joined. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like we were running around. That was quite cool because we were just like, you know, having a laugh. Like, this is really difficult. But you're not going to do it next week because it's just like, you know, that was fun revisiting kind of thing. If there's loads of those and you redo them, like, you know, there's 10 of them or so. There's so many bloody maps in Guild Wars 2. This could be done. Mm-hmm. Instead, they made like, you know, roller beetle maps and stuff, racing and stuff. So that's cool. Why don't we just do a roller beetle race for guild missions? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, put some of this stuff that you've got in yeah. the game and let well, us they do could. it. I don't know. They could add strike missions. Yeah. Have some sort guild of strike missions where you could there's like go in. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, there's a lot. I also saw people discussing some of the like inspiration from factions with Cantha and things like that. That like maybe oh, they yeah. could do something where their like guild missions are now tied if they have factions back. Even we don't know, right? But you could you know get various reputation or things from like different factions or do things sort of tied to them, which I thought would be really fun to kind of build off mm. of that guild moment again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's good possibilities. It's just nice to have something that I think is like a social component of the game that is just a fun other variety content that you can do with people, you know, that you can go in and you can get specific rewards or you can, you know, build up kind of camaraderie or just spend moments doing something together that doesn't always have to be, um, you know, high-end stuff or, or things like that, but something that you can just get people together and do stuff with. So I would love to see them kind of build off of that and add some more features like everybody else because it does seem kind of weird that, yeah, the guild features, they just haven't seemed to decide if they want to commit or not, which is fair because, like you said, yeah. Boots, it comes down to whether or not a community agrees to engage with it. And if they don't, that's dead content, you know? Mm. And it, so it's one of those things where you do have to have almost a precedent in the game that fosters that kind of guild-style gameplay. And if you don't completely lean into it and make it something that people are actively pursuing and getting involved in, then yeah, it's like, why spend the development time it on this? To be but... rewarded. That, this is yeah. the problem with, with Guild Wars 2 as well as specifically, and I think just, I mean, it's just the way it is, it's games, isn't it? 
rewards is the big thing like unless you get a big reward for this thing that's going to be making you like powerful in the game people often won't do it and like, like there is like big people do want to engage with their communities in different ways but like you have to have variety of stuff right you have to have a lot of different things like doing the same shit over and over again just like i mean i know we do it obviously in mmorpgs but like we've got a variety of different stuff we can repeat rather than just like yeah here we go like and, and the thing is there is a lot of fun stuff like there is cool guild missions like you know there's the char mission i can't remember which map you go to um where you just defend this area and it's just a tower defense yeah it could be more difficult you know it could be levels of challenge where you know the more you get the more gold you get you can do this thing once a week you know you can get 50 gold maybe with the rest of your guild and you can get some you know ascended equipment stuff or maybe you know just just even once a week and even if it just scaled and difficulty and went to ridiculous levels i don't know where we were challenged i think it would be good um to think about these kinds of things not necessarily where it's just like this boss that you have to defeat use your event system in the game where some of these events are just guild missions like you know the the clockwork night thing guild mission kill small version kill this thing oh yes i don't know a couple of questions Rook, when you were talking about the factions, were you thinking um, that we could do like uh, Lux and Kurzik, et cetera? Do you think we could do something like, or they could? <laughs> uh, you works for Arena. Announced on the Light Freeze <laughs> podcast, episode ten. Happy anniversary! Uh, <laughs> we're going to program the entirety of the next expansion. Everybody, please look forward. Yay. Look forward. Please support us. Go find me. <laughs> <laughs> to align with one of the factions and you do things for that faction yeah and then you need I... multiple guilds to maybe that's do cool. different things that, yeah i think something like that would be cool i mean even if it wasn't restrictive you know uh you could maybe you know farm up reputation for a faction and then maybe go do another one I, I don't know but i actually do like now that you bring it up the idea of yeah having the guild kind of commit to one because you can be in multiple guilds and that is an awesome thing about guild wars too so if there were specific rewards tied to them i think it would incentivize people even more to then kind of go and with rewards it is tough because i think there's different metrics people will deemed to be worthwhile right like gold is always a motivating factor jeb you talked about you mentioned like end game gear and things like that or powerful stuff that makes you powerful in the game but i mean cosmetics even if there were yeah, unique mount skins like tied to some of these Mounts, i think gliders that would be kind of neat. Um, there's all sorts of stuff that they could do and even just like you said adding more variety mm. would be a nice thing to kind of you know encourage people to do it because sometimes the incentive in and of itself is just that like we don't want people to lose touch in the guild so let's just do something but you're right if it gets too repetitive people just kind of tune out and they don't really you know but i think now it could what be if now what if you ally your guild with one of the factions, and now we have three factions, Luxon, Kurzik, and the Empire, let's say, and somehow that ties into World vs. World Alliances. Pretty interesting. Could be Canton-themed World vs. World map? <laughs> mm, well, that is that, is that going to be something? <laughs> I mean, it could be. You never know. I mean, maybe they yeah. bring in, like... I, mean, I don't... I don't know if this is going to be a world versus world focused expansion, but alliances no. and then guild systems. I think those are two facets of Guild Wars 2 that seem so integral and to the name Guild Wars. Yeah. It seems like very obvious things to do, getting a lot of people together. It just seems like it's been struggling to make that happen. 
What World v World or just the game? Both. Well, not not the game, but World versus World and Guilds, yeah. like the the two systems of of the two. The funny the funny thing about World v World and what I was just thinking was is that they've actually seen a resurgence of players in World v World apparently when there's queues and they haven't handed any content. So there might actually be a thing where they're just like, you know what? The population there is okay. People are in queues. And why would we... Why need... Why... We know that people want stuff. But people keep going in. Like, what? Like, do we need to? Like, at this point, it's just the like, you know... Is, the trick is to not release story for a little while. So the people who do story are looking <laughs> for new things to do. And they go into world versus world. Well, but it's also important that they released a mount that is in world versus world. You know, like, I think a lot of people who aren't necessarily motivated to play world versus world, that was a smart move because they were motivated to go get that tiger, though. So Mm. they went in and kind of got a taste of it. Yeah. I mean, I'm curious to hear what everybody thinks, like, with the types of content that we have right now, is there something specific that you'd really like to see the expansion deliver on those? As we talk about world versus world, this makes me think about, like, well, what do people want from the next step of world versus world, right? Just a new map? map. Huh? A Doliac mount in world versus world oh, yeah. rather than a tiger mount. Doliac mount would be I've good. seen a lot of people say siege turtle for, like, multiple people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think I don't know about new maps. I don't think new maps. Are, I think that after you after know. the desert and borderland map introduction fiasco, and then like because the map was amazing. I remember when they launched that when they first talked about it. It was in London actually when I when I was living there. It was in the London docks, and it was for the. I don't think it was PAX. I can't remember which which um, event it was, but there was it, they did this big presentation on stage. Such an awesome place. They'd have loads of indie devs there in these small little glass offices, and you go around. It's a really small event, and then there's just this big hall, and like there was the devs there. I think um, Tirza was there. It was, who was good friends with as well, and like she, she was thinking about um, World v World, and there were some other people as well. That I can't remember what the other guy's name is. Um, but they announced this big, you know, all the desert borderlands and all this kind of stuff. And the maps are so good. Like, it was just unfortunate it didn't really work with what people wanted. Like, it could have been its own PVE map, in all honesty. They could have done something with it there. But, like, people just didn't like it at all. There was just a different... They had these different bosses and different maps, right, in different instances. And there was, like... Not instances, sorry, but... In different um, areas of the maps, I can't remember. It was like water, fire, and earth, or something. The like issue that. is, it was just too mm-hmm. vertical for what you were allowed to use in World vs. World. It was like heart of thorns. Yeah, it was like yeah. They really should have like, allowed gliding things. in that map to begin yeah, with. Yeah, exactly. And then maybe well, then, it would have worked, I guess. If you think like if they were to do like more maps, World versus World. I mean, they obviously tried to do one, I believe, that was underwater, which was kind of a huge wash, but some people really liked the tactics, but some people... <laughs> would it that be... was the beginning. That was the first one. That yeah, was, uh, yeah. yeah. Like, would that be something where you think that, like, kind of like how we've seen in raids, mounts, you know, like, now you can use mounts and stuff. Do you think that if we got a new map for World versus World, it would be something where having increased capabilities using like the mastery systems that we have or other things within that would make it fresher and more interesting. I hope so. Well. That sounds like a great yeah. idea. I think I think lines, jumping mushrooms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it's just because like there's, uh, it just makes sense that you could have one more map in there, like to have three different borderlands instead of two of the same and one different one. You know, I think that's so. That's true. Have a cantha one. 
And I mean, if if they're doing Cantha, and because the Jade Sea, uh, the Jade Sea, the Jade Sea, the Jade Sea is uh, now no longer Jade because the curse is gone. Uh, it's all water. It's possible that we do need different ways to go around in the water. A lot of people are saying boats. I think that's a great idea. Uh, maybe underwater mounts, more of them. Um, Jellyfish or yeah. bit more underwater <laughs> weapons. I don't know. Something like that. If we do that, maybe you can have a more water-bound map for the Borderlands. A lot of people would probably hate that. But oh, if, God, no. But if you turn it into ship battles, world versus world. Pirating. Right? Literal, literal pirate ship meta. Well, that, I would, that would be awesome, yes. But not See, allowing... Leave. If they go into Guild water, pirate you die, ships. though. <laughs> Guild pirate yeah. ships. Guild pirate ships. Guild pirate a jumping oh, mushroom and then you can like launch yourself onto the ship <laughs> new be so world fun. versus world map with fucking pirates <laughs> not oh, fucking yeah. pirates but like <laughs> I mean what are the pirates doing over there sailors have been at sea for a long time <laughs> Sorry, yeah, it's explicit now. I think um, that'd be fun. And then if you had the drinking game, if you had that, you could play drinking game on your boat and get a buff or something. Yeah. I don't know. This is like I mean, there's so, the um, outfits. The ships are in there as well. I mean, they've got all the assets. They just need to put to, some sea in there. To be honest, uh, uh, we had a link, a leak, a leak, a leak <laughs> before I put it in uh, in our chat in the back there. Remember, there was um, uh, a guild chat a while ago and as a joke bobby stein uh revealed his screen oh yeah uh, yeah 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 and it was like full oh of yeah and it's blurred very silly things it was blurred somebody like enhanced they did <laughs> someone enhanced I... it and it was full of very silly things like logan is on the hunt according to okay seraph his okay seraph profile etc cetera, etc cetera. uh mm. but then there's one thing that uh i would love to read too far into uh, which is, uh, hold on a second. It was new feature romance system. So, like we were talking about, it says as well. ship your friends, ship your enemies, ship everything. I think that is a, a, a subtle hint towards not only are we getting marriage in Cantha, but we are and also ships. getting ships as a mastery. Yeah, love yeah. it, love it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm tweeting it out. According <laughs> to us, we are I guessing <laughs> the following in Guild Wars 2's next expansion. <laughs> ships I mean, in addition to <laughs> and <I'm>, marriage. <laughs> what could go wrong? <laughs> Sorry. Continue. In addition to that, I do have an odd <sighs> Addiction to perusing Art Station wow. under the Guild Wars 2 tag. Where are we going right there? Are we getting more explicit now? And now it's not going to get I have a love for looking at concept art, particularly concept yes. art that is hard to find. And Art Station is a great place for that. There was an art station page for an, an arena artist, I think back in like 2016 or 2017. So this was a while ago. But they did concept a bunch of different cultural ships back then. So it's something that they might have been thinking about even prior to all of this. There were like a CERN ships, like commander ships, like really cool char ships. And 
when I looked at that, I thought that was actually a recent post, but it was a bit back. It was like 2017 or 2018 or something. I'm not exactly sure. Not where I thought this podcast was going. That's super interesting. I'll find it actually. I'll share. I'll share on the stream. I think if they, if we're thinking about some kind of new mastery, like if because there's different sort of categories of masteries, but I do tend to think like gliding mounts kind of fall into that mobility kind of mastery facet alongside even things like the mushrooms and stuff like that. Right. So Mm -hmm. if we're thinking about, yeah, what they could add, that would be something new and dynamic, but still in that same vein. I agree with the sea being, you know, liquid now. It does make sense for boats to be some kind of part of it, though they did just make the mount, um, the skimmer, able to go underwater and on top. So it does make me kind of wonder if that was them Mm. prepping for water zones, but like not necessarily ships or... But I could see something like that. And um, honestly, when we think about Cantha and we think about the setting and the landscapes and things like the Jade Sea and all of these different areas, I'm really hoping, and this is kind of an adjacent one, that we get some kind of map that's actually like a combat exploration map that is set like in the city. Because I loved that about Guild Wars 1. I loved that like you were pushing into parts of the city where it was seedy and like this stuff where there were monsters in the sewers and like all of that kind of stuff. It's so rare that in an MMO that the city centers are like a part of the exploration and combat yeah. map. So I would love I sent three to leaves. be able to explore with that. <laughs> I think that would be really cool. I think they... The only game I can really think that they did that was probably ESO or Cinium when they do the where they're in the city, and that was the only thing. And I'm like, that's a that's a PvP specific thing with some quests in there. I agree, that would be cool because I that's well, often one thing I remember from Guild Wars. Well, yeah, no, that's what I think Brad with Jess is referencing. Yeah, yeah, um, and. Is that a lot? You know, I'd oh, love this, the, the style of like maybe I don't know if it was like LA style with ships everywhere like that. That would be cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I I still miss. I, I don't know if anyone else misses the old LA, but um, I yeah, do. I definitely do. I definitely yeah. do. Those boats question, are super cool. Sorry, they're cool. The question with ships though is that okay? So oh. as recently as like the beginning of Path of Fire. Uh, it felt like their engine doesn't didn't support vehicles that well. Like you know when you when you go into um, the first instance in Path of Fire and you're on the airship, and uh, if you jump off before the airship stops moving, you have a different speed versus the rest of the map like you're still going as your base speed at the speed of the airship so so they'd have to change a lot of things engine wise i think if they want to implement boats properly um but maybe they turn it into sort of like a boat mount i don't know i don't know it'll be interesting to see what they do he's a flipping awesome he's just so good you're welcome look at this boat i provide the highest quality drugs (laughs) look how good this is oh my god there's a, you need to you, can you find need to watch the VOD people if you're on anchor, but like there's amazing a dragon, stuff. There's like a dragon where you know the front of the ship is the dragon head, and then but these are flying. I mean, even if they just did something like guild ships, mm-hmm. kind of like that how you build flying. the guild hall, like if you were able to do things and like various stuff and like get different materials together and then build it and make a ship, that would be super fun. Yeah, I'd awesome. be down for that too. Damn. Oh, it's so good, to be honest, in all honesty. 
Yeah. Um, well, I mean, another thing that could, you never know. I mean, this is, that feels like it could be a big dream for him, but maybe, you know, we're going outside. I feel like that, I don't know that might be the game changing thing, but it's like in Heart of Thorns, it was basically gliding was their game changing thing, and in Path of Fire, it was definitely mounts. They need a game changing thing. It needs to thing be something. Well. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Because there's not going to be a race. There's not going to be, well, I don't hey, think no. there's going to be a race. <laughs> I mean,. <laughs> Blasphemy. I mean, all right, all right, are you going right, to take okay. this? All right, all right. I'm going to. I need to go and. This is a democracy. I need to go outside for a moment, but I will be back. But keep talking about the boats for a moment, okay? I know the question I'm going to be going to say here. is: Do you want to have a boat for yourself or for you, like your mates, your friends, your guild? Like, what kind of boat do you want? Or can it You're be? You're going to take off your earphones, right? Yeah, I'm going. I've literally got to go outside oh. for like three minutes. <laughs> Okay, cool. Great, no, take your time. Great, I have, go to, I have to go and do something we'll very, totally, very quickly. We'll be appropriate in your oh, cool stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing will catch on fire. I while need you're to gone. go and ask about some noise that might be potentially made very, very shortly. Because <laughs> so I, I, I can hear it coming. There's like work going here, 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 and I might not be able to talk. So I'm going to check. All right, I'll be right back. Be nice. Okay. Great. Take, off your take them off. See you later. Bye, Jeb. Bye. Okay, Bye. keep waving, keep waving. But now, what are we turning this podcast into? I don't know. We got a lot of options. Can we? Talk? I don't know. What if we just okay. keep waving? What if? What if we make it about <laughs> how nice to do arm exercise? Royal wave. <laughs> we are not amused. Oh, jeez. Uh, okay. But, All right. um, boats. Yes. Boats. Oh no, boats, not boots. Okay, sorry. Boats. Don't get but seasick. That reminds me. I wanted to say my, the feature that I'm looking forward to most in End of Dragons is um, is that we truly, in the storyline and also the features, uh, do get to discover much, much more about the End of Dragons. So the butts of the dragons. Um, yeah. Uh, so I, I really don't think we've seen the dragon butts that much so far. Um, There's been a sad right. laugh, and I mean, Zaitan really didn't have so much of a butt as like just a lot of weird tentacles down there. Mm -hmm. You could say his butt was a little bony. Uh huh. But I need to leave. You nailed it. <laughs> Did great. I'm really proud of uh, you, Chris. It's great. Has <laughs> anyone tried to get behind? Um, or oh, wait, everybody stop. Okay, he's back. Hi, my headphones are so loud. I can hear you. Hi, it's <laughs> <laughs> so bad. Oh. My, my hearing is so nothing messed happened. Up. No, oh, no we were just completely... talking about the end of dragons, yeah. and <laughs> that yeah. we're end excited to learn more about the end of dragons and uh -huh. dragons in particular. Mm -hmm. Which, no joke, no funny, no like laugh, ha ha ha. Aside, I genuinely <laughs> am excited to learn more about the dragons because for me, I love them and mm -hmm. adore them, and Orin's amazing and. I'm a big sucker for anything fantasy-wise that involves dragon or dragon riding. So for me, I am really looking forward to getting to see more with them. I really hope we get to be friends with the dragons. Yeah. <laughs> you want to ride and the dragon, basically. I don't want them all to die. And Kunavang seems super chill. And I just, you know, oh, oh Kunavang's been around for way too long. So, that's... yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, they survived, right? I haven't played it. I read up on the story and everything else, but like, uh, and I don't think this is really spoilers because it's been out for a fair while now. Everyone, um, I'm pretty sure that Kunavang like helped you a lot, like in one of the games, and like lived. And I think, yeah. like, you know, 
<laughs> you just spoiled, you just spoiled everything and for <laughs> I'm gonna go and play it before this comes out. Um but like, you know, I'm pretty sure that, you know, End of Dragons, I mean it, and it depends like you know maybe it's at the end of all of them is it at the end of them being dragons maybe they're not going to be dragons anymore they could just not be dragons they don't have to die they yeah, could evolve yeah, yeah. they could go into like space into like boots said, you know guild wars 2 in space this oh yeah is where... <laughs> i'm so glad you brought that up i thought you were going to talk about that when i went away that's what i should have said i should have said right i'm going to step in away from a moment get yourself get this out of your system guild wars, guild 2, wars in 2 in space after end of dragon somebody actually asks it in chat the bigger question is what's next yeah. after end of dragons the answer is guild wars 2 in space in space that's it it makes sense yeah. I mean, we're all the landscapes here okay <laughs> we got above ground underwater in caves on mountains the only logical thing to do is go to space. So no, and then we'd space get a spaceship for the next mm-hmm. evolution of cool features. Uh, mastery, spaceship mastery, guild spaceship. Technically, Ritlock's been in space anyway. Wars. You have fighter planes and fighter jets that go and go pew, 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 pew. And then yeah. you have lightsabers. Hollowsmith is an indicator, indicative of that. So you know, <laughs> I agree wholeheartedly with every single thing that's being said right now. Yes. <laughs> Um, but oh dear. I, I don't. I would like to see. I would like this story to move away from dragons and move away to completely new things that have not been explored, like different cultures, like Utopia or something, or you know, the Isles of Janthea or something like that. So, mm. yeah, there's a places. lot of new places and new things. Yeah, yes. we know that like the globe itself is massive. We've only touched a tiny bit of it, so there's a lot yeah. of possibility on the actual planet or you know even elsewhere because the human gods are a big thing and i think a lot of the history of that it would make total sense to explore yeah. but we gotta follow going, them in space going way back to the boats question before it turned into a butts discussion it don't um, tell him <laughs> don't wow. worry about it. <laughs> boats Who is responsible a single player a single player thing versus a group thing i think that if it's more of a single player thing barring something like customization of boats and unique pieces and things that you could get for that and like 1v1 sort of battles or or whatever you could do there it seems to me that it'd be most likely to just function like you said like a mount but if it's a group thing i think that could be something that they could do fun group content around yeah drawing inspiration from stuff like sea of thieves where there's actually tasks you have to do together or stuff but that's a much larger system so do I also, think they would do that? I don't know, but it's tough. But you got a good point, actually. I just realized that I remembered there was a data mined um, uh, concept art for a ship. For, no, not a ship. For, <laughs> for a multiplayer mount. That is a give me, ship. give me, give me. Oh, I've seen a bunch of. <laughs> yeah. So Wait, where is it? Just where? Change that to a boat, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm trying to think of anything else Actually, that's not put... just like run of the mill stuff that we would want from this expansion. Yeah, what I would like to not have as well dungeons. And I love, I love that shaman. I love that shaman, but I want no data mine shit anymore. I'm just bored of it. I just want to be surprised really? by stuff. I hate hmm. data mining so much. It ruins it. For devs wow. hate data mining. <laughs> have devs in most games, in pretty much most games, and I've I feel pretty confident about this. Hate data mining because it ruins the surprise of things 
and it's mm. and it's yeah. cool like you can put spoilers in reddit things you can put spoiler on this like list stuff over here you can post this somewhere you cannot follow someone but you're gonna find out about it because it's on the internet and you're in communities of people playing a game that's an mmo People talk about this stuff. I do not like data mining. I yeah. think da- I think uh, that Shaman and those guys they do awesome work, and that's cool. And you can like data mining. That's okay. I don't yeah. like it because it ruins the game for the devs as well as for a lot of other people. But I don't mind it that much. I, I like I, I like getting confused sometimes. I think part of it is is that they don't give us. I mean, you cannot. You, yeah. can, you don't have to agree with me, Menzo, or anyone in chat. You don't have to agree. It's my opinion. That's, that's what opinions are. They're mine. And, uh, <laughs> All opinions are mine. Um, <laughs> just my opinion. Uh, <laughs> but the thing is with Guild Wars 2, I because agree, you though. are like literally yeah. not given any information about anything, it feels like data mining is news <laughs> that would be helpful. Yeah. So it's like, to a degree, I don't mind it as much in Guild Wars 2, but I know for a fact that it upsets people. I know for a fact mm-hmm. And, like, you know, it, it does do a thing to the game where you, when they're not ready to talk about something, it may, we've had stuff which has been day in mind in the past which gets people excited and it's not even in the game. It's just there because they were going to think about bringing it in and it would have been good to upload the asset then and there. And it's I feel like, like most of the out, things that are data I feel like most of the things that are data mined are not harm they have not been harmful to the game compared to like things that have been leaked in the past i mean some of it has been data mined that has been like abilities and stuff mm-hmm. and things like that was what like were released yeah. way too early for like path of fire there was stuff that was data mined like images mm-hmm. and stuff where people but which was cool though because you could start That's to through the professions yeah the, the, uh, the professions were yeah. yeah and and like you which is cool because you can be like you know you can start to theorycraft around what does this image mean rather than what is because that's how I think it was. I think don't think it was like specific word like you know descriptions or anything like that. I mean I'm not massively a fan of data mining to be honest, but like it was images specifically and that kind of stuff is cool. Like I would like right now I would like to have say you know a image from each elite specialization released now. Not necessarily with weapon in the hand, maybe an ability, something like that. We were just like, ooh, look at this. The engineer has this thing. <laughs> what could that mean? Furycraft. Everyone completely loses their shit for a while. And starts talking about it because it's like, it's not something that... This is, this is my wish and what I want for Guild Wars 2's next expansion it's not even content related. <laughs> it's not even you just content want no related. Leaks? I want no. I mean, no, no leaks is like just a thing. I mean, in a way, the leaks I think actually promoted the game. Unfortunately, it was awful, but I think it actually did help to promote the game. Unfortunately, um, because of the thing I'm going to say right now, my desire, my want, my wish for Guild Wars 2's next expansion, End of Dragons. Oh. Promotion. Yes. That's it. Yeah, no, I agree with you. It's like it. it's literally <laughs> give us the bloody stuff before. But the thing is, they've done it before. That's true. Heart of Fawns was so good, 
so I loved good. It. it was so good the way they did yeah. it. And it was I'd like love... I don't know. I'm sorry, Jeb, go I, ahead. No, go ahead. I'm gonna I'm gonna go off on one and then you can you can have the mic after that. I just have Pop to go off, off on one for a minute. Sis. It's Get it's em. a bit of a vent, it's a bit of a ramble. But I've been talking about this for a long time. It's it's all in and I think this is due to the directorship changing because I know Colin Johansson's way of thinking is very different to what Moe's line of thinking is. And I think it's that's how high it goes up. Moe is very much about this surprising people with stuff when it comes out. It's 2021, people. It's 2020. That shit ain't worked since Commodore 64 was a thing. You know, it's like, that's cool. We're always being surprised because technology is developing at a ridiculous level. Now, people want to know what they're doing in life especially now with the covid and all the other things going on you know we want to know what with the amount of games that are coming out you know if you older scrolls online i think they actually do it in a way which is too much information and you aren't surprised hardly at all which is unfortunate but they have a roadmap for the entire year you know in march april may june july july uh, for, for four times a year you're getting dlcs you know you're getting four dungeons a chapter which is a smaller expansion and a big story patch you know you're getting them and you know even the dates you're getting them you know you know if there's going to be you know new features what kind of dungeons they run through the dungeon pre go releasing it and they show you the stuff they show you new abilities if there's going to be a new class they show you some features of it they get you excited same with final fantasy 14 right i mean i can't i you're nodding so i'm gonna assume yes <laughs> and um <laughs> they do this with mmos they say new class whoa look at this thing heart forms they let us all play it on stream before anyone else like as creators i, I think boots maybe maybe you'd, i'm pretty sure you were there when that happened creep i'm not sure it may have been a bit early for you um but we played them on stream we were dueling i remember dueling shin I don't know if you remember who Shin is. He used to be a Guild Wars 2 creator back in the day. Um, and I was like, you know, I think I was dueling him, like Game of Storm, Hurix and stuff like that. New, like, Mesmer, random builds. We were just playing loads of stuff in Spirit Watch um, on the stream. And we had so many people in the directory, like, just theory crafting builds, doing all this stuff. They had the demo of Heart of Fawns before where everyone could jump in. They could play Revenant in the first area, like, the first bit of story in the new map. They literally invited all the creators out to either, in Europe, it was to Brighton, and they had this bigger event. There was, I remember being there with, like, wooden potatoes and, um, like, the German guys, Guild News, tons of people, Spanish creators, some of them were, like, really big streamers now. And then, like, the Americans, like, all the Americans going into the office in Bellevue and Seattle. And there's such, such excitement was generated around this expansion. It didn't matter if it was crap. They were going to get a ton of sales, you know? It was it was guaranteed to be an event. It was going to be a thing. And then Path of Fire wasn't at all. Like, it was just nothing. Like, yeah. I, I think it was an, the announcement of PAX West. And then it was just like almost the complete opposite of what they'd done the time before. And I think it showed. I really think it did. And I'm not saying, like, you know, obviously things like finances change, you know, priorities, the way they want to try things out. And, you know, I'm not bashing on ArenaNet or saying, you know, their marketing team are awful or anything like that. I don't think that's that's the issue. I think, you know, that that maybe come, was a decision at the top was made. 
um and also maybe them trying to do things but I, and i respect that and trying to try and different things which is what arena did not do but they with this i really just want them to do that i want them to give us some Agreed. stuff to look at to play to show people to create content with to get people excited about the game again and be like you know what i want to come back and play this thing because look at this look at this you know flashy effect on the engineer that looks cool i want to be a lightsaber dude or whatever do you know what i mean i, I want to be that thing you know i played the other wars oh, one i want to be a thief now because i can be an assassin maybe because that's something that's coming back from guild wars you know that is the purpose of an expansion to create exactly. a new level of hype that isn't achieved by just the run-of-the-mill yeah expansion in the things in the game yeah and day one path it of firestorms like i don't remember them being that ridiculous i, I remember everyone's viewership went up by a bit but it wasn't much and it was like it could have been much much more i just everything i don't know yeah. Correct, well, sorry yeah before i more and more i don't know <laughs> Oh no! I just like more and more the culture that surrounds games and how we as players decide what games to play or what's interesting. It is revolving in a different way, right? The idea, like you said, of be completely without any expectations and then suddenly, boom! Oh, surprise! Look at all these things I didn't know I got. Like that's not really a thing anymore because there are so many games on the market that people, especially MMO players or players who might be in a specific genre, that are looking to like balance their finances their funding for the season whatever it is where they're going to be subscribing or not although guild wars 2 is really great about the cost right which is a huge thing about the game it's one of those things where people make those decisions based off of what they're seeing and what they're hearing so content creators social media the hype that's generated we've seen this even with among us a game that was like initially released and there was barely <laughs> anything about it and then it suddenly surged right so if you're getting people hyped on all different levels it trickles down and I agree. Now, I do think it's also important to mention that in the context of games that have a similar revenue model to Guild Wars 2, and this is really important because mm. we forget about this a lot, and Guild Wars 2 gets compared to Final Fantasy XIV, ESO, these companies that do have these huge mega companies behind them that, ha like, they have so much, so many titles, clout, finances that come in from so many different places. It's very, it's a very different beast. So... I usually look most closely at the game Warframe, actually, when comparing it to Guild Wars 2, um, because they both share similar revenue models. They both are free to play, in a sense, and there's, you know, cash shop yeah. items, but you can usually exchange currencies, so on and so forth, right? So all of that said, that just gives a context where I don't ever necessarily expect Guild Wars 2 to have the kind of outline and content roadmap that other games do yeah even with warframe they're usually more hesitant to announce new features they do i think do a better job of overall like hyping it up and doing their yeah, streams yeah, and yeah. doing the stuff and getting the things out but content is constantly delayed stuff is abandoned halfway through they just don't <laughs> have the same you know what i mean like it's something where because you are playing this game where they are really not turning much profit off of you unless you choose to give them profit it creates a different dynamic for what you do and how you communicate it and what that schedule and new content might look like. So that's important to remember. But with that said, when you have something like a new major feature coming up, like an expansion, you have to do the promotion for it. And it should be one of those things where people don't have to necessarily go to the data mine because they know at least the bullet points of what is happening, <laughs> you know? And like, 
that's mm -hmm. just the nature of it now. So Jeb, I 100% agree with you on that point of like, I really hope they have a great partner team. There's a ton of players that are still passionate and love the game. There's new players coming in. The pandemic has driven people to MMOs at a just ridiculous rate. Like yeah. it is a way for us to connect and take journeys together when we may not be able to do so in real life. And people are really discovering that. And I love it because it's an amazing genre. So please, this is, I understand why we can't have it year round and perfect roadmaps and all sorts of stuff, but please, I would love to see <laughs> actual some release streams some events some things with content creators being able to promote stuff people being able to yeah. you know early access or bait like whatever it is i would just love to see that because i think the game deserves it and i want to see it continue to pick up and move on but there's just a lot of things at play where we can't always hold it to the same standard of subscription model games that are also purchase game you know what i mean it's like of course there's differences yeah. But it it does need to be better in a lot of ways as far as communicating within their window of time frame for things, what is happening and what happened. I think, it's just literally uh... telling you things. It's literally like, you know, it, and I've talked about this before, and it, it, it's like that relationship that you have with, you know, your caregivers or your parents, you know, they're taking care of you. If, unless you don't have communication about what's going on in life, you feel insecure about it. You know, it, it's it's just like you need that that little, I don't know, kind of hand on the shoulder or the you know or the you know arm around the the shoulder just saying you know we've got like everything's gonna be okay we're gonna be here and you know nothing's gonna you know there's a bright future ahead i don't know but you know what i mean where it's if you don't have communication you're like you know mum and dad aren't talking to me and or whoever and uh, you know what's well, going on that. i feel abandoned you know it's it's i always compare it to that because it's, it's that's the feeling you get sometimes i know it's not as deep as that but you know it's it just it's simple it, it sounds it sounds like it's simple and i know all the politics involved um i really do because i've had this conversation with devs from various games and why they can and can't do things um right and i think that you know they worry about risk and I think, you know, is a valid one because, i.e., alliances and World v. World, um, which we spent a good chunk of time talking about, they released some information, they released a lot of information to Theorycraft, and then it's gone nowhere. Uh, as far because we don't, One, because we don't know, so that's the only assumption you can come to, um, or that it's coming in the expansion. Um, and that's actually it. <laughs> so it's like, you know, you, then you're just left to, to wonder about these things that, that are kind of coming out or not coming out. But sorry, Bridge, you were going to say something. Oh, I was just going to say I have an idea for a uh, event that they could do in the summertime. Yeah. You could do a uh, playtest event where all you got to do is get the vaccine and then you get to playtest the game. Oh. <laughs> that would be amazing. Yes. Yeah. Oh god! Yeah. Partner <laughs> with the CDC. Partner yeah. with uh, yeah the NHS. But uh, on that end, <laughs> I think like <laughs> particularly right now, I don't think there's much of a risk with promotion because it can be so much yeah. more digitally focused. You don't need to buy out and spend so much hard cash and finances on renting out a big studio place, the theater, no. like they have in the past. While those things are great spectacles and, you know, offer a great networking situation, it's ultimately not needed as proven by, like, other games, like Among Us and people already at home and life generally being more, like, oh, wow, like, secluded and yep. slower paced right now. So I think having partner things where, like, 
the partners themselves get to advertise certain things. They themselves create like at least really well presented points for expansions. Because yeah. I think presentation and how things appear is another great is another aspect of how marketable things are. Like Final Fantasy fourteen has great overall presentation skills with their expansion announcements. And Pathfire did do well uh with that, but they didn't have anything to to back it up with play tests and like, you know, individual demo things that were more focused on marketing and advertising. Yeah. It was it was really like Heartfonds was you know, I'm I'm I felt as a creator, I think, you know, for me personally it was just a good experience and I might be a bit selfish. Um, but there was definitely, you know, these events that I still remember being able to play Revenant and just being like, you know, there, like in the game, being like, I'm going to be a Revenant, like, you know, I'm going to be able to play Revenant in Heart of Thorns. And this is like fairly, you know, still got a couple mm-hmm. of months till this happens. And this is cool because I think it was during the summer. I can't remember. Um, but I, I remember even at the event, funny enough, I don't think any of them are still there now. Um, I interviewed <laughs> Izzy um jessica from pvp no they're definitely not there anymore and also yeah thingy from marketing um boots probably remember him i can't remember his name um but there were there none of them are there actually anymore um arena there but i sat in a room videotaped it and there's an interview on on youtube actually me interviewing them at the event and you were able to interview the devs like it was so cool um we had dinner with them and it was just so rad it was like this was in brighton in england and like on the coast i went for a romantic walk with wooden potatoes <laughs> a picture of his shoe i did take a picture of his shoe i was like everyone is wooden like? potatoes i still remember that what did his feet can... smell like oh, so nice. not many people know but he actually is only a foot so he did yeah. take a picture of wooden potatoes if anyone could find that tweet i would i would be i can find it probably but it would be a lot of going back oh like actually you've probably just met you could probably because it went on reddit i think <laughs> you went on reddit and uh it's just a shoot yeah but there was there's you know there's that's reminding me of that event you know all these i just things typed in wooden of... potatoes foot i found it really <laughs> Okay, I'm getting, yes. I'm getting this on stream. All right, so let's, let's uh, while I, I do it. that, while I do that, um, what else is a big thing? Like, if we think about, if we, let's legitimately think, because we've, we've had some fun thoughts, I think. What is a legitimate thing that could be on par with a mount or a glider that can be in Guild Wars 2 that is maybe, could be in the expansion? Like, is there anything else? Like, this is the thing, like, looking through the features of the past expansions, we've got, we're going to have elite specs. Like, this, this, it, we have to have elite specs because at the moment, there's not yeah. much else they can put in. Oh, yeah. We have to have new maps. We have to have a player driven story. There will obviously be a player driven story, um, single player story. There will be armor sets. There will be legendaries at some point, probably. Oh, really? Do you think so? What legendaries? Not collections, yeah. not collections though. New new weapons, maybe. There has to be, right? I mean, well, well if, they, if they uh, underwater, let Gen two underwater legendary weapons. There you go. Legendary, I mean, the armory. Yeah. That's the thought I'm going to put into your head. Well, Ar- is the legendary uh, armory coming with this? Yeah, I think so. I feel like a lot of things might be delayed in house to be released with the expansion. I think this is probably ArenaNet's, I don't want to say last-ditch effort, but because they've had a trend of kind of slowing down a little bit yeah. and 
having some dips at times. I think they're they're probably holding things closer to their chest right now. And so they might have announced them previously just to kind of tease them to maybe see player reaction. But I think that they are probably going to release some of these past features like the Alliance system or the Armory and at least announce them that they are coming relatively within the expansion. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, I just always, I love seeing, having things that people can, like, work towards on a lot of different levels. So I see people in chat saying, you know, not everybody's going to want to do a legendary, which is totally fair. So, right, that's, like, aspirational content. But having a lot of different things on multiple levels that people can work towards, especially cosmetically, to me, I think is always really great. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to you know more gear sets hopefully more just like generic gear drops and different things special sets that you can farm from all the different areas or things like that you know that kind of stuff and i think it would also be so great if they did put in some in-game acquirable mount skins because yes like i don't mind i will not be the person (laughs) who complains about like spending a small amount of money on the you know gem store to get some fun cosmetics to support a game that i really enjoy i honestly don't mind and i feel good about that but i would love to have a few of them available in the actual game itself which i think would also make a lot of other people feel better about it too you know what i mean because you should be Mm -hmm. able to get that kind of stuff so i think i'd just like to see a more even distribution of different cosmetics and types of things that you can get in the actual expansion which then will also give more people stuff to work on as they kind of go through initially. Yeah, I agree. I, I think, uh, I guess the things I want most would be the alliances, uh, some sort of guild tie-in with the world, if possible, with factions, because that was a great idea, Rook. Um, and uh, boats, boots, and butts. I think that... They might also release a 10 or 15 player PvP map. Yeah. They've talked about it like, a lot in the past. Yeah. Right. I can see that. I mean, factions with such a huge expansion. That was the feature of Canthon Guild Wars 1, but it was also so well known for its PvP. And so mm-hmm. I think it would make sense for us to have something like that. I mean, I do mostly PvE content. That's usually what I'm drawn to. So, of course, I want more raids, fractal, you know, what, that kind of stuff, like we mentioned earlier. But I think this would be a smart time to do that and put some more PvP stuff in, or even like a new mode that we might not see coming that might be inspired by, or, you know, some other inspiration source we don't know about yet. I keep not mentioning like uh, the elite specs and uh, and raids and stuff like that because I keep on thinking that it's a given that we're going to get them. But it's not or that we've like covered this territory thousands of times no i just i feel like it's a get we're gonna get another raid or two right like it's gonna happen i mean i don't know if it's a given that's the one thing that i I don't know if it's a given but i feel like looking at any mmo it's it's so strange because i mentioned this before guild wars 2 hasn't been consistent it does it's it's been it's so old not so old but it's I mean, an older game, it's and it still eight, hasn't it found its footing. <laughs> yeah, it still As hasn't I've found its footing the eight the years screen. into the game. And, Sorry. you know, I don't blame it, because I feel like it's a, no, it's a no-brainer because the develop the studio themselves has been in a lot of chaos recently, and I think that is reflective in the game. So I think the core is at the studio, if the studio can find its footing and decide what it wants to do, because, you know, we, we saw that they were working on so many projects 
if they decide to sit down and kind of focus a lot on Guild Wars 2 and add raids, add another PvP map, add this alliance system, if they dedicate more energy to Guild Wars 2, it could work out. Because it doesn't seem like they were in the past years. Just based on everything that we've heard, it feels it sounds like that's what's kind of happening right now, right? That's my sense. Yeah, yeah. and I, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think, and it does and... feel like the vision of the game has been mo- more coherent lately, both in like the release pace to the actual sort of like we've had new stuff introduced, but I think overall the promise of a lot of that new stuff has been pretty solid. And the actual like maps and designs and and things like that. I mean, there's some pros and cons for sure. But, like, overall, I feel as though the vision of the story and the other stuff that we've gotten and then the release pace has felt more solid and more coherent. It's felt like it is driving towards a more specific point, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I also, I mean, I don't know how long the story people have been there. Or I, I can imagine working on the same game for so long and recycling so much material, especially given the narrative themes and the areas it could probably take a toll on overall enthusiasm with the title. So, you know, I hope that they do wrap up this storyline. I mean, they've had this story plotted out for a long time, Grief. A very long time. A very long time. Um, So I I do think the end of Dragons needs to shift to something else. There's something really exciting, though, Um, about knowing that the culmination is in sight, right? I mean, I definitely agree. And I think they've had a lot of new talent come into the studio too, which we've seen that has reflected a lot of, you know, interesting new ideas. And even, I, you know, I've noticed some writing style differences, but not in a bad way, like in a way that I think we have new ideas coming in. And that's a good thing because I think that is what helps long-term to kind of reinvigorate a team that's been working on something for a long time. But also I think that coming to the end of something Um, with this expansion and you know even i think to some degree not in a bad way though leaving behind the legacy of guild wars one that they've been very directly building off of like it'll always be a part of the world but i i get the feeling that like we were talking about earlier this is sort of going to be their transition into something very new and different you know if this goes well and they get through it like it's going to be something that's more its own thing outside of just like you know, the previous zones and stuff and Cantha and throwbacks and building off of the momentum that started in Guild Wars 1 that we've seen culminate in Guild Wars 2. So this has to be a really exciting time for them. I'm sure they really want to knock it out of the park. And I'm hoping that that does like make everybody, you know, everybody on the team feel that energy, whether they're like a veteran or somebody new that's bringing in new ideas. And I have good hopes for that. I think it it has to be an exciting time, all things considered. Mm-hmm. A lot of challenges they're going through as, as everyone else is while they're at home and doing this stuff. I can't even oh, imagine true. trying to get trying to get excited about a new expansion while you're working from home on this and you're not surrounded by your your like work colleagues and stuff. It must be it'd be interesting to see how that affects it, whether or not you know, because I think it will. Um, like what? you know, I mean, we're all you... nerds. I thought we were introverted. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that collaboration, isn't it? Like literally saying to you, yeah. like you know, someone like come over here for two seconds, have a look at this, rather than like just being like you know, just kind of doing it on your own and maybe being in a call with someone. It's completely different. Maybe sharing skills. I don't know how they do it, how they adjust to that. It's a challenge, and I'd be interested to see. I think like how that has affected what they've what they've built um in a in a way that is is very different so it's i guess like from the 
expansion as well and i know i've been going for about two hours now so if people do need to go that's absolutely fine um and we can kind of come to an end or if we if people want to stick around for a little bit longer we can do that um i'm <laughs> <laughs> i might have to leave in about five minutes that's okay that's cool no worries um we might continue for a little bit longer if rook and if you're up for it i can do a bit longer yeah long. Have to be too long. Because um, you know, you know. um, <laughs> I, I feel bad that we haven't actually spoken about much of the stuff we want in this catch. Um, <laughs> what what are the things have. that we want to talk about? I thought we yeah. could. We have talked about a lot of stuff. Like, there's like the player housing uh, votes, Guild vs. Guild. We need to talk about it and fully f- flesh it out. So you, want, flesh you out. want a new race. You want a new race. Uh, yes. You really yeah, start this, want you're starting race. this conversation five minutes before you're going to leave. I did, I did. <laughs> five <laughs> minutes. Boots, you have the floor. Quick Welcome fire to round. Talk. Go. Go for it. All right. Uh, Tengu. I mean, it's got to be Tengu, right? You got to bring the Tengu back in. You got to... Uh, we. We. Anyway. <laughs> In the original, in the anyway, two, you can't expansion. say anyway. In like, the you expansions, you had uh, factions in Nightfall. You had um, new classes essentially brought into the game, right? Instead, yeah. they didn't have other races. Mm-hmm. You had new classes brought into the game, and the way they did that is they had a starting zone. Oh, then again, they only had twenty levels, so it's a lot easier. Uh, but they had a starting zone in the new area, and then they would bring in, be brought into. Uh, in Kantha, for example, it was Xingjie Island. It was the little starting island. Yeah. And you'd be brought into where the rest of the people would come in from uh, the Tyria continent. Um, I think that they could do that again. Uh, honestly, it's going to be a ridiculous amount of work, unfortunately. But they can do that again. They could. They have. They still have Xingjie Island. They have the Domain of Winds. They could have starting zones for Tengu and then have them meet up with the rest of the people in whatever the players are going to play. And also they don't even have to, um, because of scaling level scaling that you have in all the maps, you don't even have to have it go from like your starting zone is zero to five. And then you do five to 45 and then you jump to 80 or something. You could have lower level maps that the new player, that the old players with old uh, tunes join in to those maps and get scaled down. I mean, maybe they don't want to do that because they like saying everything's level 80 content in the expansions, but they could still do it. Um, what else? Yeah. What else? There's more. There's more. We could uh, talk, talk about the things that could go wrong with that, though, first. Someone oh, give me. What are the things that could go right? Beautiful bird people. There's nothing wrong with that. Beautiful bird good. people. does not like verbs. Who doesn't like birds? I am confusion. Uh, I mean, the, <laughs> the, the, the only general, problem is... Talk. We know you like dwarf. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was, I was going to say. The only problem is dwarves exist. So, screw all of yeah, you. Yeah. They're, <laughs> dwarves are they're, the they're all stone. You know? they're, like, they're amazing. What are you talking about? Crunchy. What if they make, what if they make humanoid you, It would be easy to make the armor There's for no them. way. There's no... I wish. Kroof, Unborn. All my heart, we got two new races. I will I be. Think they could. I think they could. Look, I'll try because they already, did a... <laughs> they already did a bunch of the artwork and stuff and changes and updates in Heart of Thorns, and then they made dwarves relatively recently, where they all they did was shrink down a Norn. That's all they did. 
With what? With what? I mean, yeah. Uh, no, that's they not true. Have you seen you know, him? I Ogden. No, no, no. This is the developer. I was watching a live stream and they said, you know, we shrunk down a dwarf. We've shrunk down a norn. That's awesome. They just shrunk a norn direct so, from the developer. So, gen. like, I mean, then that's fine. I'm, I'm like, <laughs> I mean, that's what I'm they like did with humans, right? They just sure. made bigger humans, I guess. So, why don't like and, that? And yeah, yeah, big, big humans buff. But look it's at one of the most recent dragon responses when you talk to I'm one of the dwarves. I'm pretty sure that's right. Pretty you talk sure. To one of the dwarves, they don't have the texture on the face. They're not stone anymore. One of the dwarves. Yeah. Like you don't. No, you know, they weren't like all stone in there, were they? Yeah. I yeah, think they, didn't they all got. Tur- I thought they all got turned to stone. I mean, they but... all did get turned to stone, but I don't know if they were all stone in the instance. Were they? Were they no, actually no, all stone no, in the instance? Talk to one of them in the game. Uh, the dialogue box p- comes up, and the face of the dwarf is not in stone. Unlike like stone menders and stuff like that, this guy does not have a stone face. So it's probably, mm-hmm. it's probably just oversight, technically. <laughs> I mean, they could do. I mean, then that, that's what they need to do with the outfits as well and the armor. They just make it like you know, put shrink it on it. a norn and shrink it. Like if that's shrink what they're it. doing, like that's, that's why I think it, it's like a, the same charm model kind. Of, not the same charm model, but it looks yeah, like it's the same one. That's why I think they could tech, They could do two yes, if yeah, they were going to go with Dwarf, putting more effort maybe in the Tengu fixing some armor pieces, dwarf. while the Dwarf, if the technology and the coding <laughs> the allows... The Dwarf it, technology it, is it, there. <laughs> I don't, if they just shrink things, because I'm, I'm not lying. I think either they had said, like, when they were testing it, they shrunk Norn, or they said that the ultimate model is a shrunken norn. So one of the two. <laughs> so now we're going from very certain for certainties to now not sure. Look, I have put my faith hey. in crew. I'm believing that we could get to, and I believe that they're I tiny. I don't know. <laughs> I think so, they could chase it out. They could do one race, and then eventually, if that race <laughs> brings out a lot of people, they could do another race. Or I don't know. Yeah, I the problem. If oh, dwarf was, I'd be happy. I don't care if it's a short dwarf. Playable race is that your backstory is I've been fighting the space. destroyers for two hundred years. Everybody's backstory is I've been fighting the destroyers for two hundred years, and now I'm not. Well, the tankies uh, is I've just been locked behind a wall. I guess no, for two. More than just the tankies in the <laughs> in the domain of winds. There's they're they're, they're all over Cantha. Yeah, but like, in, are we talking about? But are they are they going to be specific Tengu though? Like, are they going to be specific? They have to tengu? originate from the Dominion of Winds. Yeah, maybe. I don't think I they would think. You would think. I mean, it does seem like a perfect segue. And Boots, I agree with you. I 100% think that you know they could do it. They could do something like that. We've seen it happen in other games where they have that sort of side zone and they bring you in. And I think it would get new players hyped and, and old players hyped to make a new character. You know, to sort of try and experience that and see that. Tengu to me seems the most obvious, but Dwarf or Largos, I think, are also pretty viable options. It's one of those things where I hope that they give us a new race. They have never done it before. But to me, it would be an indicator that, like, yes, you know, they are going, we are going to deliver features that we know are going to be exciting for players and that are usually kind of foundational in other MMOs. And this will be something that will be exciting and that you didn't expect and so we're gonna do it and i really like i'm holding on to it i do think there's at least a chance we get one two would be mind-blowing i'd be so excited but (laughs) i I think that one for sure and then i mean if this does seem like something that's good i mean in future expansions if that's something they started to do that would be great but 
pixels in the next expansion after that. Because it's in space. We've already decided that, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it's definitely in space. Oh my god. <sighs> I mean, we already have breathing apparatus, so it's fine. Well, there has to be, there has to be, I think... At the very least, there's there's got to be something out there that they're bringing in. There's there's got to be the gliders. There's then there was the mounts and path of uh, path of fixer, path of fire, and now like there's got to <laughs> be something. God, that would be insane. Maybe we have another heart of thorn situation. They just go all in again. We get the new race. We get uh, boats. We get uh, alliances. We get um, housing. Yeah. We get uh, new weapon sets. We get uh, obviously your elite specs, and then. Um, is there anything else that we could put on this wish list? Photo mode, photo mode, photo mode, photo mode. Engines. Like the Final Fantasy one. Perfect. Perfect. Final Fantasy. And that's where I will be. That is the things we're getting. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, the photo mode in, in Final Fantasy for is pretty ridiculous. Thank you so All much. Right, great talking with you. I'm just gonna have to redo Lovely this. talking with you, boots. See you soon, boots. Thank you. Have a nice day. Thanks. Or night. I don't know where you are. Yes, <laughs> try, to, try to fix the uh, the photos once I leave. Good luck with that. Thank you. Oh my god, can you put me in boots as funny? You're in my spot. Actually, <laughs> you're in my spot like ridiculously well. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm cooked now. I'm half proof. I am. Oh no, sorry, so I actually many. put you back. Uh, it's Tuesday, innit? Welcome to the stream. No, my you're name's Jeff Rowe. <laughs> what? Damn. Oh my god. Damn. It sounded just. Hair. It's just. It's impeccable. It's so. It, what are it's you talking so about? Amazing. I don't even sound like that. That's exactly how Jebra even sound like that. Wow. Trumpets and things. I even sound like that. What the fuck? I'm not from like oh ye old no, England. I don't know like that shit. You went anywhere. <laughs> oh. Oops, oh, wait, oh, sorry. No. You are being oh, sorry. Oh, my God. <laughs> what was that? No, I'm sorry. What was that, Kruf? What are you going to get? Oh, my God. <laughs> you want to go again, Kruf? <laughs> sorry, it was it was the inner Californian coming out. I apologize. Wait, I can go really happened? valley. It was the inner, it was the inner, um, uh, valley, beach, <laughs> Californian accent. The vocal fry and like, oh my god, hi. Oh. I'm kind of sad I'm not boots anymore. I was going to talk about how everybody should get married to each other and start the great alliances, but I mean, this is fine too, I guess. <laughs> I was just going to say more space stuff. We would have got him. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> just if you want to hook books in, just be like, hey, boots, we're talking about Get Wars 2 in space. I'll be like, I'm on. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be there. Let's do it. Was that, I, it is actually really late in the day, though. I was like, um, that's a. But chuck someone else in, and I was like, okay, Boots is someone who maybe had to join us. It was like, yeah, cool, I'm not doing Who's anything. And you know I'm not doing anything. I was like, dude, I don't He's know. He's down to clown. <laughs> the clownery being uh, me. That's fine. It's all right, I'll move you, I'll move you. I've got, I've got this. Okay. okay. Uh, we all set, we all set. We're Great. Good. We're not going to be going for too much longer because I've got to go to the post office. Yay, because someone broke into our building and stole all that shit. Oh, that's not good. Nah, happened a while ago. <laughs> Gotta get that stimulus check so I can spend it on Guild Wars 2, the next expansion. Yeah, it's gonna take that whole stimulus check, so you better be ready. Yeah. yeah. What's the price tag? 
What do you guys want the price tag to be? Oh, there we go. Price tag. Yes. Chat, what's the price tag? It's money, money, money. I'm going to go have right. <laughs> <laughs> Great. How much is it going to be? Oh, no. Sorry. Oh, uh, how much is it going to be? I don't care. Someone talk. <laughs> wow. Wow. Money. I think it's gonna be I think the cheapest version is gonna be 40 and then I hope that okay. there are special versions I really want I really want a statue I want like the Ritlock collection <gasps> collector's edition I want it to be like Orine because I personally love her and would die for her so <laughs> I want it to be like Orine very bad <laughs> And that's just oh, me. It would be great. Wait a minute, he's okay. You want to? All right, okay, right. Let me get. All right, keep talking. <laughs> well, y'all, I don't know about chat, but I'm a high baller. Okay, I was gonna say a thousand dollars and up. Okay, what? What? We're not bringing that energy in the twenty. Proof A is not gonna be a thousand dollars, not unless they you literally give me Orine real you life in life. <laughs> You get that stimulus check, you cash it, and you get the expansion. Just kidding. Okay, Jabra has come to taunt us and mock us. Wow, thank you. Is Ritlock going to be the new host, Jeb? The new third You host? haven't even unboxed it. Is this going to be an unboxing stream? How are you supposed to do fun voices and play with your figurine if you don't take it out of the box? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's doable. I mean, they've done it before. Collector's Edition, they've, they've done it before. <laughs> they did it for release, so. I would love it. That would be, I'd be happy about it. I'd be very excited. Sorry, that thing's heavy. I would, I would like it too. I think it would, I mean, most, does Final Fantasy do Collector's Editions where they have like figurines? Okay, great. So every, every, <laughs> like, <laughs> like okay, every great. MMO does So, this is what we're doing. Every MMO does it. Maybe maybe Guild Wars 2 could do it because they only really did it with their release and you know it'd be nice for people who like to collect physical commodity, you know. Yeah, I'll be games not doing it still. It's uh I don't yeah, it's uh it's expensive it's expensive for them to do, but people would buy it for sure. I think they definitely like, Yeah. They make stuff all the time. Mark it up two hundred percent. Lock it up, ship it out. I will shamelessly spend a dumb amount of money on it. So please and thank you. Yeah. We'll like it. Yeah. I mean, even if we just get digital goods, I'm sure we will. But I, I think that that'll be fun too. If you just get some cool new things. Yeah, I, don't even I want a good I outfit. Imagine... I want a good outfit. <laughs> I can't imagine honestly that even if this expansion is closer to something like Heart of Thorns. I would be really surprised if the entire base price was like fifty to sixty dollars, just with like the general trend of accessibility that they've been doing yeah. for cost, like price points with the game. It could happen, True. but I think it probably like the absolute bare bones being like forty, and then maybe a collector's edition, which would be great. But yeah, 40. I actually think forty is a really smart range because I remember when Path of Fire launched. The first reaction to it was like, at least from my group and my friends and stuff, we were like, this is so good. It's only $30. That's insane. They're like, I, I would have paid $60 for it. And if Arena is pretty confident and they happen to have multiple features, like more features than they did in Path of Fire, I think 40 would be a good range. Because we also don't have to pay for living world seasons or, you know, sagas now. <laughs> <laughs> motorcycle. <laughs> I was like, hey! After my talking, I like to end with a comfortable noise. Um, yeah, but I also think they could monetize 
um, sagas if they really wanted to. But, you know, it's it's a trend of it being free. Yeah, they'd have to deliver more if they're going to... They're gonna. They're gonna do that. <laughs> it was just a little fart. Everybody farts. It's fine. Don't worry. I believe Sorry. they do. I get. I get gassy when I'm nervous. <laughs> um. <laughs> yes, I. I think yeah, about yeah, yeah. Thirty to forty bucks is probably good. <laughs> um, they'll probably do the same gem deal that they've done before. You know, cheaper gems. Uh, but uh, like that's the only time they really do it. Pretty much like um, yeah. they did with Heartfalls and Path of Fire. Buy it, pay a certain amount of money, and you know, you can get some cheaper gems. Um, glider skins, maybe, probably a mount skin, I would say. Probably an outfit, which is going to be an outfit which you just, which is very basic <laughs> and not, not, not ridiculous, not fashion like really glowy or anything. The one that came with Path of Fire was just like. <laughs> <laughs> maybe sad in the face um i don't think i've ever seen that in the game <laughs> one where now other than day one uh that's it was, obviously uh, just a person okay yeah that's cool i'm glad someone else thinks that um <laughs> but that i was, don't wear it yeah no it's it's there it's definitely a, an outfit i have um duh, 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 duh. other one than that i don't think much other than if they introduce something really like brand new like they give a skin for that like they did with heart forms they gave you a heart forms themed skin for the glider um i can see that stuff for sure yeah i mean yeah it's not gonna be anything i don't think it's gonna be anything ugh, out there but you know maybe no yeah, maybe there'll be a collector's edition you gotta hope I mean something would be cool even if it was just art you know what I mean like even if it was just oh artwork. they did that that was a part of wasn't that a part it's of collector's edition I haven't yeah. really opened it Felicia Day I watched I watched Felicia Day open one and there was a bunch of art pieces in it yeah that would be awesome too I love the pieces I love the even gosh the loading screens the concept art is beautiful yeah I'd be so down for just getting some printed art or things with that too yeah i mean i i think we'll just have to see especially right now with the world being kind of the way it is and depending on when it actually comes out whether or not it's more digital and there's any kind of physical goods i think will sort of be determined by that i mean there have even been companies recently that have been doing figurines and things where quality check is really hard to do even just getting the numbers met is really hard to do because you know depending on where you're getting them from uh it's it's just tough to ensure that, that all happens and you know to have the workforce that can produce what needs to be made so if it is all digital again i'm not going to be super upset but it would be great to see something like a physical edition that people could get and be hyped about again for that marketing even that we were talking about where people could promote about it and talk about it like that'd be really cool it would be <laughs> and it on somewhat of a somber note. <laughs> I'm just like I'm not sure. I, just I think don't that know. would be really cool. Yeah, oh, that would, would be. Yeah, so I don't good. know. They've never done it. Yeah, they had more opportunity to do it with Heart of Thorns if they really wanted to go like ham with marketing and you know drawing people in. They do. They but... they do have models as well. They have um, the Shara, which I've got, which is in the UK. Sadness. I got paid for a. Um, oh. I got paid for my shoutcast in PAX East when there was the World Tournament Series. We have a Shatterer statue. 
That's cool. That was my payment. I got was a it that? That? <laughs> Yeah, of course it was worth it. I got free flight to go to the east coast of America. Like, I, I mean, obviously later okay, I was paying for my time, but like, cool. it was, <laughs> it was like, here is the shower we're going to send you. Like, Condon Yahazu was like, I know you guys couldn't get to come out and do the stuff. Is there anything you want and that would you you would like to have, like model wise or anything from the game and that we have? And I was like. Can I have a shower, please? <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're like, can I just get a really Kate, expensive? Well, and like, he turned to Katie, who's like the head of events and other and other and some other. I'm not sure what title is now. She's awesome, um, and she was like, "Hell yeah, of course you can." She get like she sent one to me. She sent one to Kalaris as well. Um, we both have showers. And wow. then, like, it was pretty. Cool. It was pretty cool. That's a pretty cool little story. was <laughs> <laughs> I did. Oh, I was Amazing. gonna mention I did see in chat a couple things I wanted to bring up for our things we're excited about with future X Pack possibilities sort of things. Um mentions about like Canton or like Eastern inspired outfits, gear, stuff like that. Obviously yeah. would be fantastic. We'd like to see more of that too. And then also something that I think there is a precedent for that we can probably look forward to is some kind of expansion of CC and character creation, whether or not there is mm. like an actual race. Because even with Path of Fire, you know, they put in more like you know, yeah, texture and hairstyles and all sorts of different things that were really fantastic additions and I think gave a lot of diversity in the CC that a lot of other games struggle with. So I would, I think it'd be really great to see some more come in with, uh, you know, Cantha and that kind of setting. And I hope that they do give a good variety of options because while there's a lot of like Chinese, Japanese inspiration, I mean, I think they could really kind of play around with a lot of different Asian influences and cultures and groups and and kind of uh, bring that in to kind of change things up a little bit and, you know, make it a little unique, I guess you could say, and represent some great cultures that are kind of encompassed by that. So And different identities that are just around in the world now, to be honest, just having like a new, more neutral rather than the, the male female character model. I think I think that all of that stuff is important nowadays to bring in. Just having like a neutral, yeah. whatever you want person, like oh, all the hairstyles, kind of, all of that. If they had some kind of non-binary option they introduced, that would be a feature I'd be really excited about, to be honest. I'm but... waiting for the first game to do it, really. <laughs> I mean, there are games out there which, that don't have any, they just have a character creation and there's no male, female thing. Like it's, but like, you know, yeah, the bodies and everything else, like it would be, interesting how they would do that with armor because obviously like guild wars 2 you have a male armor and then you have the female armor and it's like mm-hmm. you know it's very much that like you know so that would be very interesting and maybe you could select which version you want depending on you know how you identify how you want your character to identify because you know that might not necessarily even be how you want to identify you might want to identify your character in that way because you know you get to do that role um, play yeah uh so yeah i'm waiting for that to happen does it all happen it's just gonna take a little bit longer i think um but yeah i, I don't I know think there's options. so much there's so many things that we want character customization is a great one but like even like reflecting there is so much that they can do with guild wars 2 and they really need to knock it out of the park with this one i think Mm. more so than the last one yeah i agree and i think it's such a good moment for them too like we were talking about earlier it's it's one of those things where i have faith and i know the people in the company are passionate right and there's so much that can be done and all the things that have to come into place for 
you know, not only the development, but the financial side, all these different components of games. So much has to come together to have a really successful, really great launch and experience for people. But I think this is a great time. I think the game is entering a new phase and I've got like fingers crossed that they really are going to try and knock it out of the park because I think that there's a lot that they can still do with this. And I'm really hoping that they, you know, have the support that they need to make all of that a reality and all the things that we hope for a reality. Even, I mean, even if it's not every single ridiculous thing we thought of, it will just be nice to see what they actually bring Mm -hmm. to the table and hopefully surprise us with. But in addition to that, I do think it would be great if they contacted other uh, more more popular people who have much more viewership, because I know Summit was playing Guild Wars 2 not too long ago. If they had perhaps Mm. contacted him and said, here, you can showcase the new expansion. Here's like a demo area. That'd be great. But on the from from that side from ArenaNet, but I think, you know, we are content creators. We do have small niches and we do have creativity and like passion. Not only do they have to do a good job, but we have to do a great job as well. And even speaking to like the larger content creation, like we really have to like hone our craft and, you know, make good pieces of maybe marketable to market ourselves in our own future careers and in our creativity, but also market like the games that we love. And even people in chat, you can do this just by like word of mouth and not being afraid to share the things that you enjoy in life and et cetera, et cetera. So it's a it's a seesaw balance of the company doing well while also the content creation doing well as well. Absolutely. And you brought up such a good point because it's it is so funny to me how when it comes to talks of like things that are coming up, right? So many times people can get really mired down in like frustrations or, you know, other valid things. Like there's reasons why people can get frustrated about any game i've seen it in every single game no matter how successful it is you know what i mean and so it is important Mm -hmm. i think that we all remember like you were saying that we're all advocates on whatever level that we are on and that critique and that kind of stuff absolutely plays a role and obviously we've even done a lot of discussion ourselves on a bunch of these different podcasts but when it comes down to it like a huge thing that kind of pushes us forward and even enables these features and stuff that we want to see be added to games comes from the actual communities themselves from content creators down to viewers to any person that's just talking about this game or sharing about what they're excited about or talking about these things in a way that encourages rather than discourages other people to want to get involved and see what there is and what they themselves love about it and like of course it doesn't negate anything that you might be feeling about you know where you'd like to see improvements but it's so important to remember that especially like with stuff like this at these thresholds that are really big that positive word of mouth and like talking about what you think is unique or good about a game especially a game that you know kind of teeters on this threshold that guild wars 2 does of being right up there with some of the major huge titles but also being i mean essentially a smaller a smaller scale game it's a unique position and it's really cool that they're there but we ourselves build a lot of the discussion and hype and get people interested in it where they might not have even heard about it before you know mm-hmm. so true so true so what I'm going to do now, and I'm going to end. The, I'm going to end the podcast. I think because you two have both pretty much given me what I needed and wanted at the end. Actually, to be honest, I think you know I feel exactly the same. Hopefully, we will see something done where people, where we will be given the opportunity to theorycraft and give the community enjoyment and content and hype and energy. 
towards uh, the next expansion because I would like to do that um, like I used to uh, and still can do but you can only theory craft so much um, <laughs> okay. oh I know <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> um, right Kruf where are you? we're going to say goodbye but first of all we're mm-hmm. going to do some um, uh, outros Kruf where can we find you what do you do where do you do it you can find me primarily on YouTube. I have a video, a really fun meme PvP video coming out uh, live on two days, so keep an eye out for that. Mostly do YouTube, couple videos every week. I'm streaming more consistently every Saturday and Monday. I hope to eventually add more days, but that's what I'm starting out uh, with right now. So you can find me on Kroof at YouTube, Kroof Gaming on Twitch, and I have a Twitter as well. So thank you. <laughs> awesome and then we have the awesome bird of chess aka rook hello again (laughs) (laughs) hey everyone uh no you can find me at twitch.tv bird of chess i'm pretty much bird of chess everywhere um i'm almost reverse uh reverse of proof here uh because i stream more days and now do one youtube video a week which i'm working on expanding so you can usually find me uh, live on Twitch and on various other podcasts. I also do Aetherite Radio podcast every Saturday with Gamer Escape, which is a Final Fantasy fourteen podcast. Um, but you can usually find me live playing Final Fantasy fourteen and Guild Wars 2 throughout the week with one new YouTube video uh, popping up each week, aiming to have it on Tuesdays, but sometimes it's on other days. So, you know, one day. <laughs> um, but it's been really great doing that. And uh, you can also find me on social media and all sorts of other places at bird of chess awesome thank you very much for joining us again wait, wait, wait. oh jebro where can we find you thank you i was about jebro, to do it. tell us <laughs> uh, i didn't know i didn't know i forgot no 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 it's okay but i feel He's like okay. someone thank you. else has to thank you normally someone in the chat would do it as well um <laughs> oh, i'm all embarrassed um in a very english accent <laughs> no. um i'm jebra uni i produce this podcast every two weeks uh we have awesome guests like the guests we've had on today please make sure you take time to check them out on twitter and youtube and twitch and all things um and join them in their communities whatever they're doing because they're awesome uh, as well as boots who is here you go and check out his uh, youtube.com slash world of enders because uh, I forgot to shout him out but that is if you search Boots Guild Wars 2 on Google you'll be able to find loads of stuff sounds weird but you know um, <laughs> twitch.tv slash Jebro Uni as well as YouTube Facebook Instagram Twitter Jebro Unity Unity is the guild as well as just how I feel about you know games in general being together doing all things um, I am a hands- um, <laughs> <laughs> I can say it's hentai. Water, I'm it's water, I'm hentai. It's one or the other. What is it? I mean, both would fit if you're offering, but like, what? <laughs> Did I just have an aneurysm? I was say hentai advocate. <laughs> you're a hentai advocate? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my Discord, you will fit right in, Jebro. Oh no, I don't want to. Fit right in. I just, I don't know why I came out. We advocate for all of the sexual positivity in this stream. Live your truth, live your life. Be positive about it. 
Mm -hmm. No shame. Okay. Harm none. Do what makes you happy, you know? Oh, Jesus. We are so happy that you feel comfortable sharing with us. This has been a really special episode of the podcast. Oh, my God. All right. Mental health advocate, I was going to say, as well as training to be a mental health counselor. And we have many, many conversations about all the things that are going on in our lives and... uh, I don't give advice, but we talk um, about these things in an ethical and uh, respectful way. So if you ever want to come here and check that out, Twitch, pretty much every day. Um, well, most days. And uh, reduce my hours, so uh, I'm looking after myself more. It has been a challenge in the recent last two weeks, so I'm, I'm doing that. And uh, it might increase a little bit more as we, we find the schedule, which is good for us. But otherwise, thank you so much for watching. And... Uh, <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> episode ten. <laughs> episode ten was great. <laughs> um, there is going to be another episode in two weeks. These are going to be very regular now. Hopefully, every two weeks. Um, so the next two weeks, if you have any suggestions of what you might want us to talk about, um, then yeah, please drop that in. I've I've lost it completely. All right. I saw Ted tie in the chat, and oh. I think it killed crew. <laughs> <laughs> If you have enjoyed what you've been watching today or listening to, make sure you chuck a follow on the Twitch. Make sure you chuck a uh, support, maybe anchor, and follow that and just see you later. (laughs) Thanks so much for watching. Goodbye, everyone. And we'll see you next time on the Lightbringers, the Good Wars 2 podcast brought to you by Jebro Unity. Bird of Chess and Kroof today, as well as Boots, who likes stuff in space. Good. Bye. <laughs>